Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in via the toll-free number at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And I think we're going to start things out with something a little unusual this evening uh, about the Large Hadron Collider. <laughs> Although, you know, we do have more serious uh, matters to it. Some could argue this is a very serious matter. Uh, but coming up, the there's really some terrible news out of Boston. And I know that uh, the both of you had that story, Allie and Mark. So we'll talk definitely talk about what's going to happen with uh, potentially with the e-cigarettes uh, in Boston. But first... According to CNET, and Mark, when I first told you about this story, you didn't think it was real. It's real. A would-be saboteur arrested at the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland made the bizarre claim that he was from the future. (laughs) Eloy Cole, a strangely dressed young man, said that he had traveled back in time to prevent the Large Hadron Collider from destroying the world. The Large Hadron Collider. Six- you know, this is the first thing I said when I found out what they were doing at the uh, Large Hadron Collider, which is uh, taking quarks and smashing them together. I mean, isn't the claim that that's what uh, created the Big Bang? Quarks hitting well, each other? I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm so pretty I sure tell that you. that's what the claim is. I don't is. know much about that. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, what I heard, the, like, the fear was that this Large Hadron Collider thing was going to cause, like, a black hole or something, right? And then just, like, swallow yeah, the world up. Yeah, I heard up. that, yeah. But it didn't. Everything's okay. Is that the one that's making antimatter or something like that to try and make little I think antimatter? The, I, I think it was in um, um, uh, uh, Angels and Demons or whatever the other Dan, Dan Brown movie was. Was it the one with Tom Hanks? Yeah. What's okay. what's the big name for it? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't uh, see it. Monticello Project or something. I can't remember. So uh, the LHC, da Vinci Code, the Large Hadron Collider, successfully collided particles at record force earlier this week, a milestone Mr. Cole was attempting to disrupt by stopping supplies of Mountain Dew to the experiment's vending machines. Come on! This is not a real article! I mean, I want it to be real. I really do. I want a guy from the future to be coming back and stopping the Large Hadron Collider, but Mountain Dew, what? It seems a little silly, doesn't it? (laughs) He also claimed responsibility for the infamous baguette sabotage in November of last year. Oh, you know what? This was written on April 1st, 2010. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it was just so dumb. <laughs> Mr. Cole was seized. I'm going to finish Where it, Where was though. it written? Uh, it's it? on CNET. It's a CNET uh, April's Fool article. I see. So they got you. Yeah. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> it was just getting weirder. Because somebody just posted it, I think, completely out of... Uh, where I don't even remember where I saw this. Was this on Free Talk Live? I don't know where you website. got this silly article from. Sometimes something, <laughs> things will pop up on Free Talk Live, and I'll just jump to the conclusion that they're uh, they're current news, and they don't, they're not always. You've got to check the dates I on these things. I think you should things. do this all the time. Just claim to be from the future. <laughs> Have them disprove it. No, yeah, that's a good idea. It makes you more you know, convincing. You go to a town meeting and say, I'm from the future. You must not pass this law. A really bad idea. I can't tell you what I can't tell you what's going to happen, but don't pass this law. Or I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> well, you could tell them exactly what would happen, but that would like violate the the time space continuum, right? And oh. then that'll kind so of screw works? everything up. Don't uh, don't don't time travelers have some kind of code? Right, you're not supposed to interfere, right? Wouldn't being in a different point in time be interfering with the Continuum? Yes, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> uh, just the whole idea of going back and, and changing anything would completely 
change the future. And it's 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 always fun to explore those ideas in you know the movies and things like that. Um, but you know, I'm gonna finish this piece here, so because it's it's pretty good, it's creative. Uh, Mr. Cole was seized by Swiss police officers at after CERN security guards spotted him rooting around in bins. He explained that he was looking for fuel for his time machine power unit, a device that resembled a kitchen blender. Police said Mr. Cole, who was wearing a bow tie and rather too much tweed for his age, would not reveal his country of origin. <laughs> he says countries do not exist where I am from. The discovery of the Higgs boson led to limitless power, the elimination of poverty and Kit Kats for everyone. It's a communist chocolate hellhole, and I'm here to stop it from ever happening. This isn't the first time time travel has been blamed for mishaps at the LHC. Last year, the Japanese physicist Maso Ninomaya and Danish string theory pioneer Holger Beck-Nilsson put forward the hypothesis that Higgs boson was so abhorrent that it somehow caused a ripple in time that prevented its own discovery. Professor Brian Cox, a CERN physicist and full-time rock and roll TV scientist, was sympathetic to Mr. Cole. Bless him, he sounds harmless enough, he said. At least he didn't mention bloody black holes. Mr. Cole was taken to a secure mental health facility in Geneva, but later disappeared from his cell. Police are baffled, but not that bothered. So, there's the uh, the story. Yeah, I want that to be a real story. Well, if it were a real story, you probably would end up in a mental facility if you really did go around. Apparently, if you can just leave it at will, it doesn't really matter. Well, right. But uh, most people who would be claiming that they're uh, they're time traveling probably aren't telling the truth. Uh, I don't think they belong in a mental facility. I think they belong out for all of our entertainment. Uh, <laughs> but uh, likely you'd probably be put in against your will. Did you uh, see the movie K-Pax with Kevin Spacey? No, but I heard it was great. It was really awesome. Did he play an alien or something yeah, well, like that? Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he was an alien or a crazy guy, one of the two. Oh. And one was left just the whole time really wondering they what happened They never wrapped there. it up for you? No, I mean, it was that, it was that good of a story. At mm. the end, you, had, you got to decide whether for yourself whether or not stuff. he was an alien or a, uh, a crazy man. K-Pax. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. Have to check it, that it was out. You know, very similar to this. And it had that kind of feel. <laughs> I used to watch That's So Raven on Disney Channel. That's so Raven. Yeah. Yeah. What's it, that? This is about, what it's like to be old. Ian. It's about a girl that now you know. Uh, <laughs> about a girl that has psychic powers and she can see into the future, um, and that it makes her life really hard. And she's all, "I love my superpowers, but at the same time, it makes everything so much harder." It's all. It's very angsty. Sure. Like uh, you know the, the the difficulty of being uh, having attention given to you because you're a superstar or mm. whatever, whether you have superpowers or not. Now, okay, since we're talking about uh, teen girl dramas on uh, television, what about Clarissa Explains It All? Is that too old for you? No, I remember that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what that is. It's a Nickelodeon show, and she's a witch. No, she a witch. No, that's not her. She's not a no, witch. No, that's show. yeah, that's a different one. Yeah, she's just a know it all. I guess. Man, it's amazing. I wish my. I hope my sister's listening because she used to watch that show all the time. Clarissa. I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up anyway. They've taken vampires and werewolves and things like this and really turned them to something new and hip. Zombies, too. You know, I mean, these old concepts Well, what's old is new again. Yeah, really. The the kids are wearing stuff from the 80s now. These things... disgusting The the 80s are back again? I thought the 80s were back in the last decade. Uh, No. They're still back? I I don't... I I think the 80s have just come back. 
I think they just got You would hair. know. I, I'm, I'm completely There was nothing good about the 80s. I mean, I can't imagine what the The hair reviving. was awful. Yeah. The, the glasses that look like shutters. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Madonna's uh, scarves that were, you know, like... I have seen pictures of... Wide-hold cheesecloth. Yeah. I have seen those pictures of the girls with the, the glass, the shutter glasses. I've seen those. What the hell? Like, I mean, from recent times. Those were prizes yeah. that they gave away at the fair um, on the lowest level, you know, of, uh, you know, picking up the wrong boat or something They're like that. They're retro now. Yep, <laughs> they're garbage. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> Having well, gone through this the first one time. One man's trash. That's right. That's right. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, Somebody were, out there lis- is listening to me in shuttered sunglasses and they are <laughs> pissed. You were mostly a teenager in the 80s, right? Yeah, for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Okay. I say I was uh, 1 to 10 in the uh, the 80s. Basically. 1 to 10, yeah. yeah. Well, I was born in 1971. I turned, right. uh, you know, 13, which I guess is a, a teenager in 1984. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was all over for me by uh, 1990. Of course, I was incarcerated at that point. So, so looking back, Allie, at the 80s, I mean, how do you feel about the uh, the 80s styles? Silly? I wasn't there for that. But, uh, right, I'm saying looking back. Oh, right. Uh, well, when I see the 80s, all the different fads that are going on, I think all of it together looks really bad. But mm. I think there's certain things we can steal, like scrunchies. Those things are awesome. Scrunchies, okay. They don't dent your hair, and they're cool. Thank you God we all... got scrunchies out of the 80s. <laughs> well, there's scrunchies. something valuable there. Uh, there had to have been, there had to, had to be something. Bright colors. Madonna's oh, pointy uh, bustier, really, you know, not so great. Yeah, you can leave that back there. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. She actually looked good back then, though. I'm surprised Lady Gaga hasn't brought that, brought that one she, back. But she had sparklers stuck in her ninnies. I mean, of course she brought it back. The toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. <laughs> you can talk about fashion if you want. I mean, we'll talk about anything with you here. 855-450-3733. Coming up, e-cigarettes possibly being banned in Boston, I hear. It's Free Talk Live. In the amazing universe of podcasts, one podcast stands alone in excellence of broadcasting and neurology. It's verbalsurgery.com. That's right, verbalsurgery.com. Get your brain in gear. Get it full speed ahead. Get it going right now, baby, because you are awesome, awesome, awesome. And this podcast, when you listen to it, you will feel better right now. So go to verbalsurgery.com. Get with the program, baby. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-855-450-3733. And you can uh, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We have a mobile site for those of you with a mobile phone. Mark, you just got yourself a fancy new phone. I did. I got uh, one of those with the big screen, and it has buttons. I have a touchscreen one now, and it makes me want to throw it through the window all the time. Yeah, you just can't get over losing just the keyboard. Don't thing, huh? like the tyranny of the touchscreen. I have to say, I like the touchscreens. I, I I didn't think I was going to like it, but but I do. I think the tiny keyboard is kind of stupid because it's not like you can put your hands on it like a regular keyboard. All the buttons are really hard to um, get. Well, right, like the it. the buttons are difficult to punch on a tiny keyboard. But this is a bigger keyboard than I've had on uh, my old trio Palm trios that I had in the past. So to me, this is a step up in many ways. Also, um, as hard as it is to push the little buttons, it's harder to uh, type on a touchscreen for me. So, 
So uh, I don't even know where the hell I was going with that. Why do we? Do- <laughs> I'm spaced out, man. You're talking about mobile phones. Yeah, uh, mobile phones. I don't know. I don't know either. Are you talking so about the mobile.freetalklive.com? Yeah, thank you for that. M.freetalklive.com. I'm glad you're here, Mark. What would you do without you? I'll tell you, your little uh, show would be in the garbage can if it wasn't for me here salvaging <laughs> it all the time. You reading the uh, April Fool's stories, getting getting suckered by the time-traveling guy. I mean, it's awesome. M.freetalklive.com is the, the, the website that... That's where you can go on your mobile phone if you've got a smartphone. And uh, there you go, m.freetalklive.com. Hey, I got up early today, all right? Cut me a break. Yeah, what is that, before noon? Yeah, man. I was up at like 9 a.m. this morning. Dear God. Yeah, yeah, 9 a.m. this morning. So uh, do you have a company, by the way, that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, if you do, then you need to know about SACL CAI. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. And they know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. So go and visit SACL CAI through our banner column over at uh, freetalklive.com. It's the very first banner in that column. Well, I'll have you know I was up until uh, about 4 a.m., so I did not get a whole lot it's of It's nothing unusual there either. Right, I mean, but it's not pretend like that's that's unusual right it's unusual for me to uh to, you know to to not get a good full night's uh, worth of sleep so excuse me if i'm a little loopy this evening why don't you go to bed at two get up at nine and uh you can you can make your telephone calls to radio stations get free talk live carried in more places yeah, instead of running around that, and doing your little activism i'm getting stuff. caught up from uh from being in jail i'm finally uh, just about caught up what, I've it, gone been a month through, now it's been over two months Two months. Uh, about two, well, no, not quite over, but almost two months. And I've been through like two whole sheets of paper, just crossing goals off the uh, the, the list. So all is well. Yeah. We were talking about setting goals and things like that earlier this week, as a matter of fact. 855-450-FREE is uh, the number here. Now, in other news, uh, besides the, the silly story we started the show out with here tonight, Mark, you've got something that's not so silly out of uh, Boston. Yep. This is from Reason Magazine, reason.com. Boston bans e-cigarettes in workplaces just because. Yesterday, and this was written on uh, today, so uh, yesterday the Boston Public Health Commission voted to ban the use of electronic cigarettes in workplaces, including outdoor areas such as restaurant patios. You've got to be kidding me. No, no. It says it's simply closing a loophole by treating (laughs) e-cigarettes like tobacco products. But since e-cigarettes don't contain any tobacco tobacco. and do not generate any smoke... It's not a loophole. It's a it's a completely different experience. It's not smoking cigarettes. Yeah, not it's even not. close. It looks it looks too much like it. That's the problem. That's yeah. really that's what it is. And it's not only that. And by the way, what's the source on this? Reason. Reason. It's not only that. It's the fact that they're just going after drug users. I mean, really, they the nicotine addict, which is who we're talking about. Uh, although I use the e-cigarette and I don't consider myself addicted to it, but these people consider don't worry, them most addicts. Most of the addicts don't. Well, no, no, but these people consider. No, especially I, early on. I quit smoking it like two <laughs> weeks straight, man. Two weeks straight. Anyway, you can control it. Yeah. What's the big deal? These people, the ones that are passing these laws. <laughs> this is a lot of fun today. The show's been, this show has been great. I I'm say, here. Allie. I'm glad you're having fun. <laughs> I don't know if he's slap happy or what. <laughs> so, but the people who are making these laws are the ones who believe that you're an addict, right? I mean, are you going to say, Mark, that you're addicted to this thing? No. The e-cigarette? I don't know. I've, I've thought about it during the day, which really bothers me. Oh, you feel like you're, you're 
it's coming on, like some addiction is is growing on. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy doing the process. I, I couldn't tell you precisely. Hmm. I mean, I've got the ultra, the the the, the non flavored ones only come in a couple of flavors. So uh, the favorite flavor I particularly like is in like the ultra low nicotine category, and you know maybe maybe. My point being, and we'll continue with the story here in a moment. The people who are passing these laws believe that those nicotine addicts, they're just terrible and they're out there and they're ruining our children. And even though this this isn't smoke and it's vapor and it couldn't possibly hurt a small child in any way, shape or form if you were in the same car with the, the child, it doesn't matter. Logic doesn't matter. Reason doesn't matter. You're a, nat- you're a drug addict is basically how they look at these folks. I don't know what they think. And I mean, they, they want they them to be their, treated like second class. They won't give a class. justification. They want them to be treated like second class citizens. They don't want to have to give a justification. They just want to lump it in with the, the cigarette laws like you're saying, oh, we're just closing a loophole. Well, I'm sure it has something. To, I mean, I don't know. Because um, I know I've been to Boston and seen their cigarette prices and they are out of control. I bet they are. And city. I wonder how much, you know, the city gets out of that you know like how it's it's crazy well if they think that this hold on if they think that this is going to drive people back to smoking cigarettes they're wrong i mean even if i you know if i were using an e-cigarette on a regular basis as someone who has a nicotine habit uh might even if they banned it from the the restaurant i don't think i would go back to a you know a regular cigarette you might not go back but it might deter you from buying one one of the major selling points you know, because that you could use it just about anywhere, right? You can except Boston. go. You can go inside. You know, even if you're not planning on switching, it'd be nice to have for people who like if you going to go on a plane or something and oh, you yeah. can't find a place to smoke. But the, th- the thing about the e-cigarette is since it doesn't, it isn't smoke and it doesn't smell, you could go sit in a restaurant, uh, uh, the restroom on an airplane and puff on your e-cigarette. No one would know. And no one would ever know. Right. And you could sit. Even the person who went in after you they would have would no likely idea. Not even, there's, there's sometimes a little tiny, tiny hint of an odor, but it, I mean, it's just the tiniest hint. Um, well, wait a minute. If I go in there with my Vapor Smiths with a vanilla tip on the end of it, they're not going to smell anything except like are. an air freshener. Yeah, I mean, if there's gonna, anything right. left, it's going to smell like a vanilla That's air freshener. That's exactly what it's going to smell like. Um, so yeah. they're, they're definitely not going to smell anything. You could sit at your desk and smoke on one of these things. If you just held the vapor in your lungs a little longer, it dissipates, and then there's no steam whatsoever. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, people wouldn't even notice you blowing out something that looked vaguely like smoke. Because it doesn't right. – the vapor looks kind of like smoke, but it's I can not make really... smoke rings with it. It's, it's basically a toy for me to make smoke rings with. I right. wonder if, like, the next thing buzz. we'll see out of Boston is, like – you know, cameras in every bathroom because they had a problem with people going to the bathroom and using e-cigarettes. Don't I, can't wait. I can't wait until they, uh, you know, put cameras in the bathroom. Cause that this is, is a first, what, Then what are they going to complain about you seeing? You Am know? I mistaken in saying this is a first? Is, th- is this happening anywhere else? They wanted to, didn't they want to do it at the air, get rid of it at the airport in San well, Francisco? I heard the FAA was considering getting rid of it on planes. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the, the first in a line of idiots. Uh, oh, there's more going to be coming here. Let's get more detail. There's yeah. more to the story. Oh, yeah, there's plenty more. All right, we'll story. get to that here. Maybe these bureaucrats have something to say as to why they're actually doing this. 855-453. Of course, they're doing it because they can, and they believe they know what's right for people, and they believe they're superior. They believe they are superior to the people who smoke cigarettes or use an e-cigarette in this particular case. And they want to treat you like uh, basically your lower class. one 855 free.
Are you a cigarette smoker? I was too for many years. You know that crap's going to kill you, right? There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack a day smoker will save $120 a month and it tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. No smell. No secondhand smoke. You could use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with the purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Call 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com. Talk live. Dial in toll free and bring up whatever you want. The number is 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room is built into the same page over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And still to come, we're going to talk more about this e-cigarette ban in Boston. But as further proof of the fact that I'm a little loopy, I forgot to pull up my phone screening software here until just now. So everybody's been waiting very patiently to get on the air here tonight. We're gonna, How gonna do you get, know? It could have been a dozen people drop off. Going to get right to your calls. Have, no, you're just... That's true. You're trying right. to we encourage patience is we what should you have cover Mark. for your own mistake. You're correct. <laughs> I'm not covering anything. I'm admitting it. <laughs> Talk so, show hosts are fallible. We, we are not uh, any different than anyone else, you know? Yeah. There you go. Well, we're talking about e-cigarettes uh, here with the, uh, the the Reason article, and so it makes sense that we would talk about uh, Vaporsmiths, our uh, sponsor of the show. E-cigarettes have a lot of benefits over regular cigarettes. They are less costly. They are less likely to kill you, 22,000 times healthier uh, by one metric. Um, they are a um, you know they they don't produce secondhand smoke so whatever anybody's complaint is is diminished to the point of I don't like the way that looks and so uh, you know I mean you know there, there's a complaint and looks like Boston's got that complaint but. If you're not in Boston, perhaps you could benefit from an e-cigarette. You can get one of the best-made e-cigarettes on the market today. That's the Vaporsmiths e-cigarette. And you can get it for free. All you have to do is buy 40 cartomizers. Those are the little things with the nicotine on them. Uh, they screw on the back for, it's uh, I think it's $70 for 40 cartomizers. And each cartomizer is worth a pack of cigarettes. And you know you can't get 40 packs of cigarettes for $70 anywhere. Uh, you can just go to Vaporsmiths.com, buy the 40 cartomizers. You get free shipping and the free starter kit. Or call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. So if you have trouble with the website, call the, call the telephone number, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, Vaporsmiths.com. You'll need the coupon code FTL to, to cash in on the, this great deal, Vaporsmiths.com. So we're going to continue. We'll get back into Boston banning the e-cigarette here in a moment. But Roy is on the line listening in New York. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hello there, everyone. Roy, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um... I and a friend of mine are thinking about starting a podcast. It would be kind of a commentary on political or social issues. Uh, I've been listening to Free Talk Live for several years, and uh, basically how I got into it was I run in a pretty big uh, social circle. We have uh, you know a lot of friends, and those people share other friends and so on and so forth. You know, a couple of them would uh, always be. They're mostly. Uh, they're mostly kind of left leaning. You know, like lefties, socialist type. You're in New York. Type. Pardon? You're yes. in New York? Uh, yeah, I'm in oh. western New York. Oh, that's a stunner. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. Yeah, so uh, anyway, and uh, you know, most of them are pretty intelligent and stuff too. But Great. I got tired of like getting into these Facebook arguments. So one of the guys that because they uh, don't work. <laughs> no, they don't. I try to ignore them. I never put this. I never put political stuff up. But sometimes I have to respond. To sure. When they're like, sure. You know, we want free health care or free college or whatever. You mm-hmm. know. But uh, so I went up to my one buddy at a party and I was like, hey. Why don't we do a podcast, you know, because him and, him and I are always going at it online and stuff, you know. It's like, why don't we do a podcast and a blog site and stuff? So it's a, it's, it's a you know, he takes the lefty position, you take the libertarian position kind of podcast? Uh, yeah, that's That'll the go. idea, exactly. That'll so. go well, yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yep. So, well, I was wondering, since you guys have been pretty successful with, uh, with what you've been doing, if you could suggest some ideas about putting content together and uh, maybe promotional ideas and things like that. Well, okay. Uh, I guess I'm confused. You want ideas about how to put content together? What do you mean? Well, um, yeah, that is a pretty broad question. Isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty, basically we come to the table with stuff that we think's interesting to talk about and talk about it. My, I mean, yeah, my first, yeah, my first uh, idea would be, um, you know, f- just do a few shows and see how things are going. Um, you know, I mean, you're gonna before you start doing any promotion or spending any money on advertising or anything like that, you wanna you wanna get things rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, what's more important is that you create a show that uh, sounds good to you than creating a show that a bunch of people are listening to right out of the gate i mean you know well, no, no yeah. one's going to listen to it right out of the gate anyway you're you're basically starting from zero so yeah, I agree. i'm sure we could probably get our friends to listen to it and not much more than that but uh, right. hopefully with word about that'll spread we're kind of thinking of it as a, as a hobby not like a money-making venture but sure right. who knows, you know well yeah i mean it, it's going to take a long time probably to make money i mean i'm not saying it's impossible to it make money right years. out the gate uh, but for us, it took a while, several years, and we were doing it every single day of the week. I mean, for the most part, five days a week or whatever at that time. Uh, but I think that I think Mark's advice is very good. If you are if you want to you know keep this thing going and you want it to get more popular, then just start doing it and do it on a consistent basis. I think consistency is something that a lot of uh, podcasters that are hobbyists. Uh, don't have you know they oh let's do a show this week and then just when we get around to it we'll do another one maybe three weeks yeah, later it's really easy to slack off on on doing the podcast i think if you did it every day it might be you know because if you skip a day then it's every day is a lot, that's you, a lot i know of that's that's a lot of content but at the same time if you're practicing every day or something like that then i guess well, even maybe once it'd be, a week is something. yeah i'm thinking yeah, once we a week. Thinking well if you do it once a week then it's week. like well we'll just do it a different day we didn't want to you know be inconsistent you know it wouldn't be very frequent but at least it would be uh somewhat frequent you know i don't think <clears throat> while i agree with you ali that doing it as more consistently is always a good thing i think that most people especially people who are doing it as a hobby just they can't allocate the time to mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, if you're working a full-time job and on top of that, you've got a kid to take care of. And on top of that, you've got other responsibilities. Working and, you know, doing a daily podcast is is a pretty difficult task. Not impossible. It's doable. Uh, but just starting up, getting the ball rolling uh, and and continuing is, you know, some of the most difficult parts is, you know, once you get the ball rolling, it's easier to kind of keep Keep going. I think it's what's more important is that you pick a schedule and that you're consistent with the schedule. You can add more time to the schedule. So if you want to do every other week, cool. If you want to do it once a week, cool. Just do it when you say you're going to do it, and then that will give you, especially with a podcast, people can get set their little podo catcher things, and they'll uh, it'll go out and get the the podcast when they want it. It'll just show up on their um, MP3 player when when the time comes. 
Mm-hmm. So okay. Has that has any of that been useful? Uh, yeah, a lot of it made uh, a lot of it was useful. Especially I like Mark's first comment about. Uh, well, well I'll, I'm going to listen to this show later, but he said something about just make sure that you like what you hear and. Right, you want to do a show that's that's interesting to you, and of course, listening back is always a good idea. So you want to critique yourself, basically. Uh, don't just don't just cut the show, put it in the can, and put it online. Cut the show, and then take take time out with your partner, sit down and listen to it together as though you were listeners of the show. Because when you're doing a show, you don't catch everything, especially me. Like, I'm here, I've got uh, the call screening thing, I've got a couple of other things that usually I'm doing at the same time, and I don't always, like, like I won't always catch a joke if somebody cracks a joke, or I won't, you know, catch what somebody's point was fully. Maybe I, my, my attention was distracted. Uh, so when you're actually in the moment, even though you're trying as best as you can, even if you're looking straight at somebody and paying attention to them, uh, you're, it's going to sound different when you're actually playing it back and listening to One it. One thing that I've found when we do the after shows for Free Talk Live, where there's no um, sort of time limit on what's going on, we don't have the hard breaks and that kind of thing, uh, mm-hmm. that you know it doesn't end in a really satisfactory fashion. It just kind of trails off. All right, we're like, out of here. Let's all right, well, I think we've really beat this horse to, to <laughs> death, and I yeah. guess we're out of here. So that's that, that's just our experience, and my experience in doing this show is that we have hard breaks, and you know, it's over when it's uh, when the music plays. Yeah. Um, and then tied to the clock. Yeah, we're tied yeah. to the clock. So you know, maybe there's that's something that I would suggest that you think about is how do you want to end each show? Maybe, maybe put a, a maximum oh, time that's a really on a show. Point. Or something? Yeah, I could see that because when I was thinking. How long will these be? I was like, I don't know, anywhere from fifteen to forty minutes, whatever. Well, that's the nice thing about a podcast is you can make it as long as you you want to. I think it's. I think what you were saying about having, you know, just having it timed is good because I know there's been a couple episodes of Free Talk Live where I've been like, wait, I wanted to hear more, and then Mm. you know, you listen to the next day, and hopefully they bring it back up or whatever. Keep them wanting more. Hey, good luck with that, uh, Roy, and thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. The trickiest part is continuing with your momentum and not doing what Ali was talking about and just, oh, we'll just put it off a few days. Oh, we'll do it next week. Oh, then we'll do it next week. And before you know it, you're done. BigHeadPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Phoenix Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there. They're totally free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, the AMP-only podcast, and more. Go and get the details. Get signed up with Visa, MasterCard, PayPal. Head on over to 
amp.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice or, you know, been uh, threatened to be taken to court and just decided to settle without uh, any fight because attorneys are just too expensive, jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. It's not just for traffic tickets, although it works for traffic tickets. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com. We've got all kinds of free downloads there for you. When you buy the course, remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out. Let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary Let's continue with you and your calls. We will go to Steve listening in, I believe, Louisiana. Oh, excuse me, Los Angeles, that L.A. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Great. Um, So I wanted to call to get your advice on something. Seeing as you you probably deal with uh, some situations like this uh, from, from your callers. But I'm in a situation here in Los Angeles where there's a company here they keep sending me threatening letters, telling me that I owe them money, um, and I don't know. I mean, I know why, but I've never, I've never agreed to pay them anything. They've never given me any service that I've agreed to, and I, I've given some thought to filing a police report or something. But I, I you know, I, I wonder if there's a better way to deal with it. I've contacted the company. I've asked them what I owe them the money for, why they owe them the money, and they're just completely non-responsive. And yet they keep sending me threatening letters, uh, and I'm not sure what Is to the do. company called the City of Los Angeles? That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I figured that's where this was going. <laughs> well, Steve, unfortunately, this particular company is a bit different from the rest of the companies in the world. Yeah. This one has sure. a violent monopoly, and they don't give a damn what you think about their invoices. Right, but I still entertain the thought of filing a police report against them anyway. Have they responded to your questions about why why you owe them? Uh, they they uh, they send me a note. Like I I I, I email them and they email me back, mm-hmm. uh, and they still continue to send me threatening mail letters by snail mail. But uh, so I'll ask them things like, um, why do you claim I owe you this money? What service have you provided me uh, in exchange for this money that you say mm-hmm. I owe? And um, can you prove that I've agreed to to any of this? And their response is something to the effect of state code section 338.2 says blah, 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 blah. And I'll write them back and I'll say, oh, uh, you didn't answer my questions. Can you please answer my question? And they'll write me back with the same generic state code, blah, blah, blah. They, They just... It's like almost well, like I'm talking to the, a robot. the answer usually that I uh, will get is, well, you see, you moved here. But but I don't even get that answer. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, well, they I, don't have to answer. By your the way, questions. if you don't move, they'll still, they, you know, as far as they're concerned, you stayed here is a sufficient answer. Or you to, were born here. Right. Perhaps you didn't move there. Right. Perhaps you were simply right. born there. Your mother pushed you out of her womb on our plot of land, and you sure. owe whatever we say you owe. And that's good enough. And they don't care. I mean, you, what you're pointing out is they're not interested in customer service. They're not interested in explaining themselves, and they have no reason to. There's no incentive for them to explain to you the answers to your questions, because, first of all, right. the only answer to your question is, you owe because we are going to put you in a cage if you don't pay and they're not going to write that down they're not going to ever admit to that uh and so therefore they would just rather be silent about it or just go on citing their uh, city codes or whatever i'm I'm just wondering if it's worth my time and effort to to do something 
you know, as extreme as filing a police report. And if they're going like to la- they're going to laugh you right out of the office. I mean, you should try it and see what happens. Well, I, I, I won't mention. I, I won't mention, just as I did with you. I'm not going to mention the company name uh, until it's yeah. absolutely necessary. I think well, that's a good strategy to look at them like any other organization why why do they get you know why when you tell people oh it's the city of los angeles people are like oh okay well that makes it okay but you're right that's exactly how people will behave though Ellie. they'll just roll their eyes at you and you're like well why why is it different yeah you'll just be seen as a troublemaker at that point but i think that's a brilliant strategy by the way cops look for troublemakers and uh, they also look for people that waste their time so i think that that's what i'm worried about well they you know am i (laughs) i would continue to worry about that yeah, this is okay. LAPD we're right. talking You're about. You're talking right? about the Los Angeles Poli- Police Department, which is not a police department that the has Rampart a reputation Division. of putting up with bullcrap, okay? And uh, this, I'm, I'm sorry, from their they, point of view, is going to smell firmly of bullcrap. Could they maybe <laughs> go with uh, filing a false police report in they that They could instance? very well do something like that. Yeah, there's always that possibility. That. I think I would try it by phone, just to be at a safe distance. Uh, <laughs> you know, by pay phone, you mean? What do you hope to accomplish? <laughs> Is it like performance uh, art? So videotape yourself and make sure you've got something for when they kick your door in. <laughs> you know? I'm no, I wonder. I, I mean, I guess there's a zero percent chance that they'll actually do anything about it. So what's the point, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're it, yeah, you're, there's oh, a better chance a black hole will open up well, and swallow the government. Well, you don't go to the headquarters of the mafia and be like, I want to file a complaint. The mafia has been harassing me. No, yeah. like, you never do that. Yeah, I don't appreciate how right. your uh, mafia you soldiers have You want a solution to your acting. problem? Pack up and move to New Hampshire. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's going to solve your problem, but you will no. be more free immediately. They'll still do the same crap here if you try that. Uh, I'd say they're a little less likely to charge you with filing a false police report. They'll probably just roll their eyes and right. uh, you know, oh, make good. a note. Another oh, one of these God, people came another to free staters here. Thank uh, God. Yeah. So like today, I think that uh, – I know that at some point there are about three people that have parking tickets here in Keene now, and I think they're all going to go in together and, and file for uh, – you know, basically say, I'm going to take this to trial. And they hate it when that crap right. happens. Mark, I mean, how do they treat you when you go in there? And oh, do they that? want to do everything in order to make you stop. I won't even answer their questions. Yeah. So, right. so get the hell out of L.A., man. There's no freedom to be found there. Uh, you're when you're right, you're right. The only problem with that solution is that it's so raven. Raven, so, so raven. That's so oh, th- that's your show that yeah. you're talking about. Okay, I, I, I almost. I was can... listening earlier. <laughs> so, you, are you a fan <laughs> of this Raven call. show? I, am I? I've never seen it. It's just a funny oh, come name on. to me. Oh, yep. it's excellent. Yeah. You know, I watch it every day. <laughs> yeah, there are things to like about Los Angeles, and if you like those things more than freedom, leave the cops alone. I mean, that's really yeah. the, the, the end of the story. Down. Keep you know? your head down. I mean, because I think Live- Mark's right that this is, it's performance art is what it is, because it won't have any real effect on anything. It's certainly not going to get sure. them to think about their jobs or anything like that. No. And It'll get them to think about kicking your head in. If you if you do videotape it, then, you know, it might be an entertaining video. I think it might, might make, like, if you actually went down to the police station and got them to agree, hey, I'm making this documentary, this is my film crew here, and we just had this situation. With, we've had this situation with this corporation, and they've been harassing me, and I wanted to get right. you – do, do you guys mind if we record this? And they'd be like, oh, of course. We're here to help. We're the police. We're going to help you with this bad corporation. And then you would go through the motions and then you know, pull, the, pull your card at the end and say this is you know, the city of, of Los Angeles, and then they're going to end the conversation. And they're going to say no comment, and if you keep that camera around here, I'm going to shove it down yeah. your throat. Who knows how it will go once you reveal that information, and right. that's when the entertainment part uh, will start. Bring friends with cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's not. 
These are good ideas, guys. Thank yep. you for your no. help. Hey, and, Steve, if you do it, I do want to see the video. I think it sounds great. A first aid kit. Bring a first aid kit. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. <laughs> Bring a first aid. If I, if, I do, uh, if I do end up videotaping this, I'll definitely share, uh, share it around. Okay. Sounds good. You can post it over at the uh, Free Talk Live uh, website, and then other people can vote on it if they like it. Because it sounds like it would be great entertainment. I just hope you don't get hurt or, or locked in a jail cell, which is always a very realistic possibility when you start messing with the state. I mean, just look at what happened with our friend Adamo. We talked about him last night. He's facing 21 years in prison because he recorded some government bureaucrats without the, allegedly without their permission. I mean, they're, they're going right. after him because he stirs it up mm-hmm. and they want right. to teach everybody a lesson. So uh, sure. if you're going to stir it up, I recommend doing it when you've got backup around, when you're here in New Hampshire, because even here, you know, they're still going after people pretty hardcore, but at least there's a community uh, to back you up. And I Are thank you a you, signer Steve. for the Free State Project, by the way? No, I'm not. I'm not a signer. Uh, I know all about it. I, you know, ideally, it, it's it's a great idea. I just, I'm not in a position where I'm going to be able to move anytime soon, so I can't. Well, the Free State Project uh, isn't about moving soon. The Free State Project is about moving when it becomes ideal, right? I mean, so you reach twenty thousand, you move five years after that, um, and frankly, they're not going to send somebody out after you if you don't go mo- don't move on the you know right by the fifth year. So go sign sure. up at freestateproject.org. If, if I'm if I'm ever going to sign, it's going to be because I know for certain that I'm definitely going to move. Only there. sign right. up if you're going to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. I, you know, I like, I like what you said, Mark. If you love L.A. or New York City or wherever it is that you currently live, Texas, and you want freedom, just stay there. Or you don't want on DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. You're a predator. Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? free number for you to bring up anything you want is 1-855-453. That's 855-450-3733. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website at freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. You post whatever you want as show prep, as it is called. And it can be something fun. It can be something serious. It can be news, blog, video, whatever. It's a link. You post it to the site, and then others can vote on whether or not they like or dislike your suggested link. So go to freetalklive.com to get interactive. Once again, freetalklive.com to the phones and the fun. We talked to Chris listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on, you guys? What's on your mind, Chris? Well, I just barely found you guys like about a month ago. Welcome, sir. Um, (laughs) uh, Enjoy the show. Enjoy the network. I'm all the way out here in uh, Northern California in San Ramon. Alrighty. Um, 
basically I'm kind of I'm a recovering fascist. I know that sounds like a joke. Um, I spent my whole life pretty much being a part of a very conservative family. I see. Um, my parents were actually really great, but unfortunately, um, you know, I grew up in a religion where, I mean, altogether, when you would go to church, people were pretty decent enough and very loving and that type of thing. Oh, yeah, um, as long as you're not a Muslim, right? <laughs> right. Sure. Um, but I actually, I grew up in the Mormon religion. Um, I was an Eagle Scout. I served a full-time two-year mission, and I wanted to talk about some things about... Um, Mitt Romney and his Mormonism, I actually left the Mormon Church. Um, you know, I basically decided, well, a lot of things in my life weren't working out very well. <laughs> and, um, you know, it actually started off really, you know, by the time I was about 14, and I found a, a book uh, by, uh, that my stepfather had, The Republic of Plato. My interest in philosophy basically took off from there. And I had a hard time really, you know, being able to really understand, you know, the, you know, the things that I thought that should be going on in my life because I was doing things that I was told that I should be doing and that I would be, I would be blessed and so on and so forth, but things didn't work out. You were out, doing, so. just one more time, you were doing things you were told that you should not be doing? I was doing things that I knew that I, sh- that they told me that I should be doing. Okay. And things right. weren't working it's, out is what you're, so you're doing as you were told. Out, you know, God will bless you if you don't smoke, if you don't drink coffee, if you pay your So fighting. you were not smoking, not drinking, you were doing all as you were told, wearing the magic underwear or whatever it is that they, right, they right, do. Right, right, right. I went to the temple and everything like that, but you see, that, that exactly is what I want to talk about, about the issue with uh, Mitt Romney's candidacy and the type of covenants and uh, promises that Mormons make to the institution of the Mormon Church. Okay. Um, you see, a lot of times in the mainstream media, they start harping on, um, you know, the racism issue, which I think is legitimate, but, you know, at the same time, it's not exactly a foreign concept of Christianity as far as racism and how black people are treated, especially. Are you saying Mormons are known for being racist? I didn't know that. That's news to me. Mormons are known in their history for being racist because they didn't know, they didn't allow uh, blacks to become priests. Huh. Interesting. Until the seventies, right? And this is all you can look it all up. It's all. True. I, I, I'll take your word yeah. for it. <laughs> um, but you know, there's a, there's a particular um, promise that Mormons make. Uh, mind you, this is all available on the internet, but we're not supposed to. Or Mormons aren't supposed to talk about it. And but it's, you're not a Mormon a anymore, paragraph. so it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> it's a short paragraph. Tell, and I tell us it. Tell it us all, guys. Chris. Tell us all. Go, <laughs> go <Okay>. ahead. <laughs> it says here. Um, <clears throat> Basically, one of the promises it says, it says, You and each of you covenant and promise before God, angels, and these witnesses at this altar that you do accept the law of consecration as contained in this, the doctrine and covenant, um, which I'll explain what that is, the law of consecration. That's good, because I was going to ask you what that right. is. Right. And that you do consecrate yourselves, your time, your talent, and everything which the Lord has blessed you or with which he may bless you, to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for the building up of the kingdom of God I'm on earth. I'm glossing over already. What does all this mean? Oh, well, basically, uh, what, what this is all about is that Mitt Romney has made a promise to the Church as an institution to give of all of his times, means, and talents to the Church. Everything so he owns. And uh, since everything he, would be... he owns and everything that he does. If the Church comes to you and asks you, hey, brother, so-and-so, we want you to do this for us, you're obligated to do it. You're 
eternal salvation. So this was the big fear of putting a um, Catholic in office back in the 60s uh, with uh, JFK. You know, My God, the Pope will run the country. Mm. And uh, so it's the, a similar fear as to what we're talking about here is that uh, the Mormon church, if they chose to, I mean, Mitt has made a deal with them, um, as every Mormon has, to do whatever the heck they say, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, for example, the uh, the, the Prop 8 um, initiative, there was a broadcast that was done where church high-ranking church officials basically said to the members of the church, we're not getting, getting involved in political things, but we want you to give of your times and your means, which, you know, the Mormon church crossed that line into getting involved in the politics when it basically said, you know, give of your times and means. They were referring to their covenants made in the temple. So the Church has a very direct control over people and what they do, uh, because if they don't, then, they're, you know, they'd be afraid of, you know, is it, of not doing the things that the Church authorities say. Is it um, like where I've heard about in Scientology, in the Church of Scientology, where they will... Um they'll threaten to slander you or they'll try to collect information of you when you join the church so that there's sort of this threat that the information will get out if you, you know, say anything against the church or if you leave the church? Well, the, I, I've never been threatened by that. I've never known of any Mormons who have been threatened by the, by that type of thing. But I think the big difference between the Kennedy issue and the Mitt Romney issue is that this is actually documentable. It's not inferred right. or implied. It's actually done. And and so uh, let not, me make sure I can clear something up here. Are, are you yeah. saying that Mitt Romney is not being a Mormon because of some of the things he's doing when he's already agreed to you know to do certain things for the Mormon Church, or that if Mitt Romney is elected, that the Mormon Church could somehow take control of him like some sort of a robot? I think I think I think I think unless Mitt Romney speaks to the issue, he should recuse himself from speaks, running for the presidency. Speaks to the issue of him being a Mormon. You mean? Well, no, him having well, taken the issue because you could be a Mormon and not take that promise in the temple. Of course, they don't tell you what to that that, that promise is going to be there until you get there. I but see. And you're saying about, he has definitely taken this promise. He has definitely taken this promise. How do you promise. know? And what's more is these promises, all the all the things that they do. It's very symbolic. They make you put on a bunch of different clothes and everything like that. Well, we we already know that he's a politician. Right. So what the hell but is this promise worth anyway? Before before the nineties, the, these oaths they used to be blood oaths. Okay, they're not anymore. But at the time when Mitt Romney made these promises, he made blood promises. So I think what is, is like the really punishment what, if what you is a break blood it? Promise? About, what does a know? blood promise mean? What did he did he shed blood? That his blood would be shed figuratively. You know, I don't know of any of the Mormon Church actually going after people for not upholding their promises. But it's basically saying that God's condemnation would be upon you so, if you. The, the really the idea is, is he's made this promise. They're going to bring this promise up, and he's going to have to make a decision as to whether or not to um, to honor this promise. Unlike every other candidate out there, and that right. Clear, right. I'm saying that it's not appropriate for him to run as a president and and assume that he would make. He's already crossed the line by making the promise to the church before he even ran. And when you run for president after you've said that you've covenanted to give up all your times and your means and everything that you're own, including your very life. Wait, hasn't he already broken that promise by being involved in politics in the first place? No. No, because the Mormon Church and their articles of faith 
teaches, which is another bogus thing, that we believe it be subjects to kings, princes, principalities, and magistrates, so on and so forth. So it encourages involvement within the political system. It encourages involvement with the political system. Joseph Smith was, you know, the founder of the church. Was which is, is, is why the Utah is the way it is. I mean, because uh, the Mormons moved there and they got involved and they made a difference for, for themselves, wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, it all depends on the way that you look look at it. I mean, Br- Brigham Young, uh, who led them there, you know, ruled them with an iron hand, iron hand. I mean, you could build up a great society. But, I mean, wouldn't you agree that they had an effect on Utah? Sure. They I'm had not saying they had a good effect on Utah. I'm just saying they had an effect on Utah. They, you know, they got involved, and, and you're saying you're concerned that this guy's, you know, very Mormon, that he's going to, uh, you know, skew things in a certain direction. Sounds like he's, he's already sounds like he's already used to being a puppet, so now he'll just be a puppet for the United States. Hey, thanks. For, well, right. in this case, the Mormon Church. Uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, Chris, at uh, 855-450-FREE. I think he's a, a problem because he's an arch statist and he wants to tell you how to live your life like most all the other candidates do. It's Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. Back with more Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you online over at freetalklive.com. You can visit our bulletin board system. You can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Just go to bbs.freetalklive.com to do that. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Holidays are just around the corner. This season, consider the greatest gift you can give your family and friends. Peace of mind. Destabilizing events are happening around the world. Unemployment, inflation, food shortages, natural disasters, just to name a few. Get prepared. Protect your family. Don't delay. For my preparation, I choose WiseFoodStorage.com. Ian, you just uh, had some uh, wise food for dinner, right? I did. I actually made the uh, creamy pasta and vegetable rotini tonight. How was that? It was it was very good. In fact, I shared some with Luther. Uh, I told him that there was some, some on the stove for him, and I, I actually hadn't I don't think I served myself half of the amount, so he had more than half sitting there because I thought maybe I'd go back for some more if I was still hungry. And he ate the whole rest of the routine. <laughs> so clearly it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The, the, their food is definitely good. And but it's it has, packed to last 25 years. Right, it I has mean, a shelf life of 25 years. It, you can cook it, right? Did you cook it right in the Milo I did it package? proper this time. I, uh, well, this one says you're supposed to boil the water and then add it to the boiling water, not add the water to the okay. package. Okay. So I did it as a, I did it as instructed, but I think you can use the package you can. on any of these, right? Certainly, you can. I mean, it depends on your circumstances uh, under which you would be using this. Yeah. I mean, if you've got electricity for electric stove fine you got gas uh, for a gas stove fine well right if you need to just add cold water to these and let them sit for an just hour so you can have food they'll dehydrate uh, yeah. you know and you're you know huddled up in your basement uh, waiting for the big one fine you yeah. can do all those things um and that's what's nice about having these they they give you lots of different options and it's affordable as well that's nice. right and you should have at least some stored food for some kind of emergency and wisefoodstorage.com will give you a free entree sample Get the 
the sample um, and pack and try this stuff out at the very least. Use coupon code FTL. Once you try it, uh, you'll you like it. You know, get a get a period of time. Um, you know, enough for thirty days or something like that, and you'll get ten percent off with coupon code FTL and no cost shipping. It's wisefoodstorage.com, coupon code FTL, or 855-FOODWISE. That's 855-FOODWISE. All right, so 855-450-FREE is our number here tonight. Allie, you were, uh, you were w- wanting to get more about Mormonism or other like weird religious kind of yeah, I just, anecdotes. I find it interesting to know about what different people believe and just sort of it, under the guise of religion, you know, it doesn't really matter. It could be anything that, you know, kind of stuff people believe so i was hoping that chris would elaborate more on he said he was a recovering fascist and i wondered if the church was somehow promoting fascism in his house in his like religious household or something well i think that i I don't think any church is going to come right out and say we're fascists uh but (laughs) fascist for the youngster fascism for the youngsters well there's a difference in certain religions like wouldn't you say quakers tend to be Less fascist than maybe other. Oh, Depends yeah. on define you know define your premises. I mean, Quakers tend to be more socialist. Uh, you know, okay. the sort of lefty greeny types. Uh, you know, it, the ones that I'm familiar with. But there's all kinds of uh, Quakers out there too. This is just the ones that are sort of in the uh, the New England yearly meeting. They have uh, you know the the more uh, liberal on program meetings. So maybe you could probably get a Quaker to admit to being a socialist, but uh, you know, to get somebody who's in a religion, you know, Christian Christian religion of some sort, like Mormonism or whatever, as a fascist would be pretty unlikely because no one wants to align themselves with that particular term. But the you know the the methods may be very uh, arch statist or fascist or right. whatever their their viewpoint may be. And as I mentioned with with Chris earlier. Yeah, they may be very loving people amongst their own church, but that doesn't mean they don't harbor ill will towards, as he mentioned, perhaps black people or or Muslims or people of a you know again a different religion uh, from theirs, and that's where the you know the scary stuff really comes into. So like religion can be weird in some ways and interesting and also very scary. And I agree with you. Uh, it would have been nice, but we actually got to get to some other calls here. But Chris is always welcome to call back and and anyone who you know former Mormon. You want to tell us more about Mormonism? By all means. Uh, I know that he's not the only former Mormon listening in our audience here tonight. Eight five five four fifty free. If you'd like to share, just because the church, the the main Mormon church, didn't uh, allow black people to join, doesn't mean that it was really any different than sort of the your average church. I mean, there are churches in America that if you you know just wandered in as a black person in in the seventies, you might not have. They, they wouldn't have kicked you out necessarily, but they may not have talked to you or wanted you there. Be so, less than warm towards you yeah, is what so, you're I saying? Mean, that's just, you know, that it was a reality of the culture at the time. Not not a pleasant reality and not an acceptable reality, but, you know, that's the, the world was that way at, Let's in the 60s and 70s. Go to the phones. Josh is on the line in Brooklyn. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Ali Mark. Hey, what's up? What's on How your you mind, guys Josh? doing? Good. What's on your mind tonight? Um... You know, I've been listening to you guys for a few years now, and I really love the show. Okay, great. But um, go ahead with with your thoughts. But I have a, a, you know, my issue is the whole private property, and I have a couple of issues with the capitalist, um, libertarian philosophy. Okay, and that's like privatized, privatizing water, for instance. Um, I feel like certain things should not be privatized. So, uh, Mark, you have a well on your property, isn't that right? 
Mark? Yes. Okay. So uh, you've got a well. Do you think that uh, everyone should be able to come and drink from your well? Just pump it right out. Just pull up a truck and pump out as much water as you want. Do you think that, Mark? That's silly. Well, why? Well, because you know, that, for one, that uh, you know, it's not accessible. You'd have to, uh, you know, you'd have to modify my property in some way to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're, it, you're just not particularly welcome. What about a like a, a lake or whatever? I mean, what if you were on the back end of a lake and it's all the houses water. surrounding the lake? Uh, would you have an obligation to allow anyone who wanted to put a boat on that lake to come and it put just a boat? Doesn't there? make much sense. Well, there's that so, argument, but then also, Josh, I, do you have a lot of trust in the government? I mean, in general, just like how much, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you trust the government? Oh, uh, it's very low. Okay. But I, I don't trust government much at all, but I also don't trust big go- uh, companies much at all. Me either, so, and I, th- I think mostly big companies wouldn't exist without big government. These things tend to play off of each other. Well, there's exactly. a lot. I mean, they they have control of the water supply that's a huge responsibility and then they use all these chemicals to try to clean the water or for our health they just throw them in there and then you know you can research a different uh you know f- there's lots of information about fluoride and yeah, how bad it really not is very safe at all. yeah and even if you know you want to say oh fluoride is safe everyone should be allowed to make their own health decisions and the fact that it just comes with fluoride in it is not really fair to people that want to be more health conscious Josh, uh, I totally agree with that. Fluoride in the water is pretty insane. I mean, fluoride is a poison, I believe. Yeah. Josh, have um, you ever have you ever experienced uh, one of these situations where the city water supply is running low and they have to force people to ration their water, for instance, or that you can't water your plants on one day if you're an odd number house or that sort of thing? Yes. Have you ever seen that stuff? I've seen that stuff. Um, I'd and, like to talk further you know, about it with you, if you don't mind. Stick with us here, Josh. We'll bring you back here right. in a moment. Uh, more with Josh, because this is this is one of those issues that really doesn't come up that often. But I think it's a it's good issue to yeah. talk about. Like when you talk about tra- transitioning to a voluntary society, a society where humans are consensually interacting with one another. A lot of times they bring up, well, what about the roads? You don't really usually hear too often. Well, what about the water supply? Let's talk about government and mismanagement and other factors. Eight five five four fifty three. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight with you in the studio, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a bunch of features, and we give them to you free, including the archives. So if you've missed a moment of Free Talk Live, no worries. Just go click, download. Get as many as you want. They go all the way back to late 2006. It's all free at freetalklive.com. 
If you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, there's no place to go but ManVentureOutpost.com. They've got everything. Knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. They've got the gear you need, tents, everything that you could possibly need. They've got it. And they've got the best prices. Well, I can't say the best because I haven't checked every place on the internet. But they have a really great Prices. I've gone there, and everything I've seen has been extraordinarily um, motivating from a price standpoint. Had a friend who went, and he's like, I can't believe the prices. Um, it's manventureoutpost.com. They're members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. It's a family-owned operation there. Some prices are so low that they can't even be mentioned on the air. The manufacturers have specifications and stuff like that. So uh, you can get additional 5% the, off the already low prices with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. All right, we're going to continue. Josh is on the line here listening in Brooklyn. Now, Josh, you've, uh, you brought up an issue that I think is a very important one, and it's the issue of water and how... How would it be supplied? How, how, how could things be different, perhaps, in the absence of the violent monopoly, which currently controls water in most areas? Uh, that is the municipal government, uh, you know, you fill in the blank, city of whatever. And uh, so we're kind of getting into the issue of droughts, for instance. There are some places in this country that seem a little more susceptible than others to them. And the governments in those areas that are controlling the water supplies have certain things that they do to kind of handle that. And what they do is they tend to tell folks when they can and can't use water and how much they can use for certain purposes. Uh, I remember down in Florida, Mark, I don't know if you recall this, but there were there were rules that said if you had a, like an even-numbered house, you could only water on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Florida if, was under a constant drought situation, and likely it's because the government managed water. It used water. to be swampland, like too much water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's my point, is that these governments, solve problems the wrong way their 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 solution is well let's crack down let's come up with laws that will stop right. people from behaving and you know cons- consuming our product i mean can you imagine mcdonald's doing something like that my god yeah. we're uh running out of beef we're just going to have to start fining our customers for coming uh, coming around and ordering things no they'd figure out ways to get new supplies of beef they would they would innovate they would come up with you know or they'd maybe they'd raise their price or a just little raise bit too. the price exactly right to to disincentivize right. people from from using the pricing as much. mechanism is an extraordinarily powerful way for people to uh, limit their consumption i'd like a car in every single color. However, I only have one. Um, or actually, I have two, I guess. And my wife drives the, drives the other one. Um, so I only have two because I can't afford to have one in every other color. Do you see how that works? Uh, yeah, of course. I see how that works. What I'm saying is, like, if you take it to the extreme, yeah. if there is, you know, right now, the the income disparity disparage Whatever it's called yep. between disparities between the rich and the poor are so extreme that they could pretty much, if they all pulled together, they could probably buy up, you know, most of the fresh water on the planet. Why well, would they do that? How, how and why would they do that? Well, that's power, right? 
No, I mean, it's not. I feel like if you live in Brooklyn, be- which is a an artificial uh, place that was created by the government, understand that people wouldn't congregate in the real world to the um, the level of a megalopolis if it hadn't have been for sort of uh, the way governments set things up in in the very beginning. But I have water on my land that I paid that, that comes to me naturally, and I paid to drill to get some more different water in artesian wells. So I mean, people would have access to clean pure water of their own and okay you know what how about this forget about the total extreme how about somebody up the stream of you yep caps it there and then you have no more water would that be cool i think that uh, yeah i think that that's a new that's a new twist that we haven't heard here before and uh, you get yourself a little gold star for it i think that Thank there you. Th- yeah i think that there might be a tort to be had for um that i mean you know i had a your uh, you know, you, you go to the arbitrator, and I don't know if you'd call them your honor. Yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Arbitrator, Mrs. Arbitrator, uh, Ms. Arbitrator. The, uh, you know, this person, I previously had a stream. This person has done things to their property that have taken my stream away. Right, like pollution. Like, you know, if I have if I bought property and part of the stream is my property and someone's doing something to mess up my property, like if they were polluting or something, if people respected private property, then they would be responsible for damages. Right, and so you had a certain quality of life because the stream was going through your property, and then they cut it off. That is right. an actual that could be seen as uh, damages. But I want to go back briefly to this idea of buying up all the water. It's as absurd as as the uh, the, the the concept that someone some had brought he up in the past. It was absurd of, of buying up all. I just want to point this out of buying up all the land. Well, what if the rich people will buy up an entire strip of land that the goes rich from people the, do own all the land, by the way, <laughs> but, that, but that goes from the that, south uh, all the way to the north. That's not true, Mark. We own some land, and we're not rich. Oh, wait, uh, I don't own any land. You don't well, own any land. They call it ownership. Act like you own land. They call it ownership. Oh, I'm Mark. sorry. Does that mean all the rich people own the land? No, it means the government people the, own well, the land. Well, who the heck do you think they are? Find mm, me a poor. Not gov- all of them are very. Uh, find me rich. a poor politician. Yeah, but a lot of the government people aren't that rich. I mean, they just they've get, got power, and power is what makes them wealthy. I wanted to speak to the water issue again um, because right. it was. It's funny because just today I was at the grocery store. And uh, I was buying things and I happened to buy just like some distilled water at the store because I get really tired of drinking the city's water. And, you know, where it's completely free at home, I, you know, it's not free, it's paid for uh, by the city. I can tell you that water bill for the last three months was 300 something dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so you're paying for their water already and it's coming out of your faucet and then, you know, you... You still, I still go to the store and have incentive to buy more water, and it's obvious because it's it's the quality is so low that you know you still it's crazy that you would still go out and buy more even though you're having to pay for this water to come into your house in the first place. Well, I mean, the, co- the, go- the companies do very well that provide water. I mean, look at all the if if the government water was so great, people would be using it maybe a little bit more often. But there's enough of a demand for service as far as water is concerned. You've got the Culligan guy that comes with the bottles to people's homes. Mm-hmm. You've got, as you said, you can just go to the store and grab it off the shelves. Uh, so clearly there's, a, there's quite a market demand for water as there should be. Our bodies are 70 or 80 percent water. So is the planet. Uh, and so, you know, this is one of those products that the demand's never going to go away for. And so, therefore, as the market does with any product or service that is in demand, it's going to provide it. And people that are, if the, if people are free to compete in that, in the, you know, in the, the realm of providing that product, then the price will continue to be driven downward. Service level will be, uh, will be driven upward. And there's no chance that ev- some rich Bill Gates is going to come along and buy up all the world's water because people 
understand that it's valuable and they're not going to let go of it in the same way that I'm not going to sell my – in theory, Mark, when if we all actually did own our property. I'm not going to sell my house just because somebody you know comes along and offers money for it. I might really like my house and I might not want to sell it or I might like the lake out behind my house and I don't want some rich conglomerate to get a hold of it. I think there are a no, lot of people who – I'm talking about the rich people control the government and the government owns your land. I didn't say the rich people own all the land in the way that you're talking about. I know what you're saying. I'm talking about in a world where we don't have a government. We actually own our land. Okay. I'm saying I don't want to sell my part of my lake. I don't want to sell the lake that's by my house or whatever because I like my lake and I don't want the big corporation or whoever it is to come in and buy it from me. I think there are a lot of people that like natural resources and that they want to protect them and they wouldn't sell out to whoever Look, this evil company is. The largest landowner in the world, as I understand it, is the, Va- the Vatican. Okay. They don't have to pay property taxes on anything that they own. So they essentially live in a free world like we have. So here you have one of the largest organizations in the world, the what the largest landowner, and they don't own that much land. I mean, how much land does the Catholic Church own in your town? Likely a couple of plots they have churches mm-hmm. on. Josh, uh, did that answer <laughs> anything for you at all? Um, well, you know, I also have a bit of an issue with the whole private property thing. Because, well, I'll tell you what, um, you're welcome to call us back yeah. with that another time. Appreciate hearing from cool. you tonight. Uh, we've got other folks that want to get in here with their thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything you want. If we get a chance, we'll come back around to private property. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Live, dial on in toll free at 855-453. You can bring up absolutely anything, 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to the website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give to you, and you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live. You can grab a free bumper sticker, web graphics, banners, uh, high-resolution graphics uh, from which you can make your own, uh, and all kinds of other things over at promote.freetalklive.com. Great ways to get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote.freetalklive.com. We'll continue here with your phone calls. Kevin is in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Kevin. Hello? Hey, Kevin, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Superb. Go ahead and share your thoughts with us. Wonderful. Um, I just wanted to bring up the point that I don't think it's as ludicrous as uh, as you may think. Uh, this whole water situation. Um, you know, it's entirely possible for, uh, say, a wealthy landowner to uh, purchase a whole bunch of land over an aquifer, like the huge, I, I believe it's the Ugalala Aquifer, that uh, pretty much covers the entire central United States. Just drill and take as much water as they like. Well, um, how much water you know, can one person use? Aren't If they're buying an aquifer, wouldn't you think the purpose would be to make use of the resources on that land and to sell water? I mean, what... I, what well, would you exactly. do with that? The thing is, you have to look also at the, the Great Lakes and companies like Nestle and things like that moving in and buying property uh, and building plants 
near the Great Lakes and dropping the water levels significantly yeah. by just taking the well, water, bottling the it up, Lakes? and selling it back to us. Well, I think that there's uh, there's an argument to be made in the same way that if you bought um, the property that was upstream of mine and use the water that would be would be my stream that the same argument would be had that if you're using up all the water from the aquifer or uh, sucking up the water out of uh, you know a a lake you know if you owned a if 10 houses were around a lake and one house drops a pipe into the uh, lake and says I think I'd like this water and they suck it all out I mean they have diminished the value of the property of those uh, other people and there's a tort to be had wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? I completely agree with that and I would like to I, I would like to imagine that those people would have, uh, you know, uh, some legal recourse. Sure. But I'm sure that there are plenty of people that used to have lakefront property that now there's hardly a lake there, uh, if there's a lake really? there at all. And I wouldn't hold out much stock that they actually have gotten anywhere with that. That doesn't seem very sustainable. So um, here's what my concern would be, is in a system where uh, rich people tend to have the power, um, then wouldn't that be the situation where um, you would more likely see the abuses? I mean, it would seem like we would see more abuses in the area of swiping water today than you would under a situation where people didn't have power. All we're proposing is to take power away from people. There'll still be power in the sense that money buys more things, but, um, you know, I mean, if an arbitrator were to be somebody who is bought and sold, as many judges are today, um, they would probably lose reputation relatively quickly. And then, you know, you would p- people wouldn't frequent them. So are you, say- are you saying that uh, there are companies that are building a side of lakes and are literally sucking them dry? Yes. Nestle in particular. I can't recall. I know that there are some documentaries that I've watched. There's a documentary out there called Tapped. Uh, that that deals with that. Uh, I don't know how far into it. It, it goes. almost sounds like uh, fear mongering to me. I mean, I I, I almost no, find it hard to believe. No, I, I mean it, s- it really is documented. I, I'm not I'm not trying to be the conspiracy theorist. You or, sure it's just not like a drought and it just hasn't rained in a little that's while? That's what I was thinking of. Like I know of lakefront properties in which there's been droughts and so now there's no more water in the lake. Or sometimes they get drained for whatever reason. I'm yeah, confused about why. Yeah, I, <laughs> the I government will decide that's there needs possibly. to be a lake here or there wasn't a lake well, here. Whatever. Water levels change over time and there may be various different factors guys but but i'd have to say that it's entirely a possibility that as this country continues to slide into fascism that these corporations are just getting away with murder I, you know, I agree, but what my concern is, uh, yeah, absolutely, that's a, I, I agree with that statement. My concern is, is that water isn't that valuable. Um, I mean, you can go and buy a, a gallon of it at Walmart for thirty cents or something like that. That's, so, that's very true, but but you you can't write off water. It's a, it's extremely valuable when it comes to survival. Yeah, you need it. There's no doubt. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a well, mar- and there's always going to be someone there to s- to sell it to you. I mean, your your concern earlier was that somebody was going to suck up a bunch of water and sell it to people and obviously there are these spring companies that uh, bottle water at springs or whatever some of them just bottle it right out the city tap uh but definitely i actually work for a corporation that sells uh, bottled water and uh they have a plant in my area and uh, i won't name any names but uh they they just use uh, a county water supply and then filter it and sell it back to you. I mean, you guys up there in New Hampshire are probably buying stuff that's that's uh, bottled in my county from from municipal water. And are it, you in Maine? <clears throat> no. Okay. Uh, the chances aren't we are. Is there something wrong with that? I, I guess I'm wondering in your mind. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you know, 
we as consumers are buying this bottled water like crazy. And think about it, you know, when, when you were younger, when I was younger, if you had told people that we'd be buying yeah. 20 ounces of water for $1.89, you'd have been laughed at. Yeah. But, you know, this is just the way that things have gone. So there's not necessarily anything wrong with it. It's just It's just what people are demanding. Well, right, and they're demanding it because it's convenient. I mean, I like having a bottle of water with me wherever I go because I like having water. It's very useful and valuable to me, so that's just what I do. I mean, I fill it up at the tap whenever I can, so I'll buy a bunch of bottles, and then I'll take the one bottle, and I'll refill it a bunch of times you know, before I actually end up throwing the the bottle away, so try to maximize my usage of it. But if people are willing to pay a buck or two bucks for a bottle of water, then clearly they're willing to pay less than that for that water as well, and so all you have to do is uh, figure out a way to undercut those uh, existing people with whatever way you're serving water to people, and they'll go with your product as well. That's I just don't really true. see what That's the very, issue is here. Besides Besides the claim that you know the evil corporations are going to suck up all the water and sell it back to us, and I you know I still question how valid that claim is. I'll look into this this ne- the Nestle claims as well because by the by the way they are a sponsor of this <laughs> this radio program. Uh, you know I'll I'll look into that just because I'm curious to see what the the claims actually are. Uh, yeah. But I, I, really, I really don't see any problem. One, water is very plentiful. It's not going away anytime soon because the neat thing about water is it just changes forms. So one you, of the reasons, it doesn't ever go away. And one of the reasons I think this is just a this is a uh, the reason that I used to buy bottled water in Sarasota, Florida, is that the the town's tap water sucked. It was awful. It was the most <laughs> disgusting, foul swill you could p- ever possibly drink. And the only way you could get potable water was to buy it or get a system to. And they right, would they disallowed it. you. Uh, you know, in many municipalities, they disallow you to drill your own well, so you can't get water from the ground. The only way you can get water is to take their disgusting swill they have going through 50-year-old pipes that are corroded with crap and or go and buy it out of a bottle. So, I mean, of course you've got people buying water in bottles and wasting plastic um, when they could be going to a tap and filling it up, right. but because the, the government runs the water and the government's not accountable and everything they provide to you is swill. So I think we want right. to... I can, I can definitely see uh, you know, that it is, it is something that consumers have demanded and that uh, even I myself, you know, will buy bottled water. You know, I have no problem doing that. But I think we can all agree that that the way that the system works, both with municipal water, as you were talking about earlier, and some of these bottled water companies and and what they're allowed to do with the lack of regulation on large businesses and the way that they help to write laws and things like that, it's ripe for abuse. Absolutely. Um, I would agree with that. In in a free market world, imagine if somebody said something like this, though. You know, in a given landmass, some organization's going to claim a monopoly and then force us to take their water that is dirty and disgusting and tastes bad. I mean, if anybody said that um, that situation was going to occur, everybody would be like, oh, that couldn't happen. But that's what we've got today. Right. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's... If, the, if I could just have uh, yeah, one, one more second to... Uh, I'm actually going to change topics here. Something nice that happened tonight. Um, I am I am uh, part of a local Ron Paul meetup group, um, and we were actually in a holiday parade today. And uh, this was the first time, um, you know, that, that I've really had the chance thus far this election to, you know, walk through the streets uh, in one of the cities around here and, and just hand out some literature and talk to people, and, and I just want to let all of the Ron Paul supporters out there know there are a lot more out of, uh, a lot more of us out there than you may think. 
Um, so just keep plugging away. And uh, I think this election, we might, you know, if we don't uh, see our guy in office and, and we don't see the changes that we want to see, we're getting a lot of good information out there. Thanks, Kevin, for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from Thanks. you. 855-450-FREE. So the position that I'm hearing tends to be, at least from the hosts on this show, is that what we currently have is a virtual monopoly on water being fed to your house as far as the you know the governments are concerned out there and that the government water supplies are inefficient they're they're run poorly the water kind of sucks in a lot of places in a lot of places they pollute does. the water terribly or poison the water uh, some might um, some might suggest they've got a monopoly pricing structure set up you can't you're not allowed to drill your own well to compete with them uh, so you got a free market could provide something scary for us right right I mean, the government's providing us poison bad tasting water uh, at a monopoly because because of the fear-mongering idea that someone's going to buy up all the water in the free market, which is as silly as saying someone's going to buy up all the land, because not everyone has to sell. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at FFF at FFF.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. anything you want. Toll-free number is one 855 free That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. And inviting you to the website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you actually can control the content of the website. You can submit different items you find from around the web. And then other listeners vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what you've submitted to the site. You get to vote on things as well. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. Our number again here, 855-450-FREE. Now, in the last hour, or not last hour, actually it was the first hour, uh, we've been loaded up with calls. So we haven't gotten back to this topic. And I want to because I think it's important. It's about the e-cigarette. And how in Boston, apparently, they are on the track to or have actually just banned, if I'm not mistaken, yes. some like health board or whatever. Voted Boston for this. Public Health Commission. So it didn't even have to go through the uh, it didn't have to go through the elected people in Boston. These I'm not just... sure whether the Public Health Commission is an elected position or not. Well, if it is, can you imagine going and voting for the Public Health Commission? I mean, it's one of those who knows elections, and who cares right? what these people are, are about. You yeah. know, I mean, the average voter votes, um, you know, whether whether or not a person has an R or a D behind their name. And you can believe that nobody with an R behind their name wins in Boston. Um, so, you know, essentially people don't know who they're, you know, don't know who they're voting for in most cases. And I've got to say, I, you know, I've got to admit that when I've voted in situations where they've had the uh, elections for non-party um, situations, because mm-hmm. I used to just basically vote for the Republican if there wasn't a libertarian around. And... Um, but if there was, you know, no party affiliation, I didn't really know what to do. I'd vote for, you know, if, if it was a name that I was used to seeing in town mm. or a, um, you know, I'd either vote or for or against them, depending on what for whatever reason I thought about whatever I thought about that name. Or I'd be like, oh, Anderson, 
That's a nice name. You know, really, I mean, Christmas treeing the voting test. Yep. And it's uh, people do this. It either, you know, and I would say that when you're talking about. Yeah, when you're talking about local elections with non-party situations, um, you're absolutely talking about your vote, your educated vote, the few people that go out there and are educated on this, being completely drowned out by the morons. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. Speaking of that, let's go to Scott, the bigot, calling from Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, good evening, uh, Ian, uh, Ali, and Mark. How are you? What's on your mind tonight, Scott? I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Oh, no, you don't. But go ahead. You talk about fascism. Uh, We absolutely, I agree with you wholeheartedly. We have a fascist government, Uh, although you have to add the word Jewish uh, fascism. Oh, God, of course you would. Scott, before you go on. um, I'm holding in my hand a book called The Protocols Protocols of the Learned Elder Design. Let me read you one little paragraph. A paragraph? Protocol number five, there's 24 protocols. How long is this paragraph? But let me read you this little paragraph. You got one sentence. One sentence. One sentence sentence. makes it run forever, Mark. No, it's not. It's just one little paragraph. It's a short paragraph. By all these means, we shall so wear down the goyim. By the way, goyim is a disparaging word for gentile. That they will. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Appreciate it. International power of a nature that, by its position, will enable us without any violence gradually to absorb all the state forces of the world and to form a super government. In place of the rulers of today, we shall set up a bogey, which will be called the super government administration. Its hands will reach out in all directions like nippers, and its organization will be in so, such colossal dimensions. So you're that saying that this is a Jew, you know, grand Jewish conspiracy to take over all the world's governments and form a one world government. No, I'm talking about America, where you have Goldman Sachs and Bear Stearns. God, you just you beat the same drum over Scott, and over again. No, did you, no, did you ever work on Wall Street, Scott? No, I did not, but I but I told you I lost money. I was swindled well, out I, of $190,000. I, got an, I actually I got an email here from somebody who heard you on WRKO claiming to be someone who had worked on Wall Street. Were you calling in just uh, kind of uh, making a crank call there nice. and uh, trying to make a point or what? Say that again. A listener heard you on WRKO today, apparently, um, claiming to be somebody who worked on Wall Street. I, 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 they, they may have, I, it's not a cry. I, uh, I, I did lose $190,000. No, no. I was swindled. <laughs> no, no, and I that do doesn't mean you worked on Wall Street. That doesn't <laughs> well, address that issue. You, you say that I keep uh, beating the same drum. No, 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 no. Wait, don't, don't get distracted here now. I'm very interested in what Mark is saying. Right. I, mean, people, I received this you, email as well. You are a well. star, uh, and people are, are paying attention to you. Your voice is, uh, you know, it's, very it, recognizable. it's distinctive. People know when you're calling in. You were on WRKO. Were you on WRKO uh, today? Not today, no. Yesterday? No, last Friday I was. Last Friday. So um, that, the, the claim is here that uh, today that they heard you on, um, let's see, I heard Scott the Bigot on RKO today claiming to be uh, someone who had worked on Wall Street. Uh, believe it or not, he was on with uh, Peter Schiff. So hmm. Hmm? Did, you, did you call and talk to Peter Schiff on WRKO? The Jew? Peter no, Schiff? No, I did not. You mean today? No, I did not. Did you talk to Peter Schiff on Friday? You mean today? No, Friday. That's why I said Friday. No, I did not speak to you. Last Friday? Friday or last Friday? I, I, did you talk to Peter Schiff in the last frickin' month, On Scott? WRKO. Yeah, yeah, I, I, may, I may have. I, I, uh, I did speak to some, for, for, as I said, I spoke to somebody He's being on really RKO slippery. Hmm. He is. Last Friday. Does Sandra but, know that you make all these phone calls? So, say that again? Does Sandra know that you make all these phone calls? No. No, she doesn't? No. 
That's his you mom, know, by the way. Yeah. When I when I make these calls, <laughs> it's not to 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 uh, gain recognition for myself. It's to educate people. I want Americans to know what's going on in this country. The, the learned you know, El- you say, elders of Zion that that book yeah. that is is a hoax. It is no, uh, I, it is crap. No, it, it, so the fact un- that you un- quote un- it doesn't educate anybody. On the contrary, uh, on the contrary, gentlemen and and and, and Ali, it's it's authentic. It's genuine. It's, it's, it's not Ali. a hoax. But uh, only Ali, it's not a hoax. Wait a only Hold on. far fringe bigots believe that that's true. And he is a, me, a bigot. Now look, Scott. <sighs> I think that it's true that some people want to, are you know, aggregate as much power to themselves as possible. But I think that they are they come from all different uh, walks of life. I think they are Christians and Jewish and atheist. And I think that uh, people who are in search of power are the real problem. And it doesn't matter to whom the power is given or to whom uh, the power is is you know is taken from or ra- rather uh, from whom it is taken uh, it doesn't matter who's got the power it's people with power over other human beings that's the problem and i think that there you know there are people who want to control others and those people naturally want to take more power over time uh, but to just to pigeonhole it into well it's all the jews it's the jewish people that are controlling everything is nonsense it's nonsense when you say jews I mean international Jews. Blah, blah, international blah. Jews Okay, whatever bo- international Jews means. Is, so how, is the Rothschild. Right, right. So are there people of different ethnicities and religious bends that want the same thing? Of course there are, but okay. the difference so is... So why are we concentrating on just... international Jews do. So why are we concentrating on just one set of people that happen... You know, you're talking about international Jews, so they happen to share some sort of ethnicity and... Uh, uh, is it the ethnicity or the religion? conquer the world. There's a world conspiracy between finance and, 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 and foreign affairs and the media... Scott, is it the religion or like, or is it the, oh, your mom's Jewish or you're a Jew? Like, what, how do you define Jewish? Let me explain. Jews are not a religion. They are not a religion. They are a race. That's a, that's a terrible misconception. What is race? Catholics, Catholics are a religion. Protestantism is a religion. Uh, What is a race? A race of people like blacks or Hispanics. What is a race? What? What is a race? race? What does race, race mean? Is, is, is a group of people, such as blacks, Hispanics, that are, or, or Asians, that can be easily recognized through racial characteristics. Jews are not a religion. They are a race you can't, of people you can't like answer a Hispanic. question by using the same word. Oh, the race is uh, people with racial race. characteristics. Uh, so am I a different race because I've got brown hair versus blonde hair? Am I the, br- the brown race? Blonde hair and, 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 and blue eyes. Uh, you'd be a member of the Aryan race. You have Aryan features. Everyone in this room looks totally different in the room I'm in right now. But, but people would still. We are, but people would say that we're all the same race. You got to get over it someday. And Scott. I'm not. I mean, I'm you know got uh, over Oriental you. blood or you know Native American blood, and I have all kinds of different blood in me. This this race race races uh, racial conversations just divide people. I did not find his answer very satisfactory. I loved when he stammered when we talked about him being on RKO. Yeah, I wonder what that was all about. I'd love to hear that. Heard that archive eight five five four fifty three. You can call in, bring up anything. Free talk live. 
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll free, number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there for free. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com website includes the Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in validated photos or video showing that they are listeners of this program. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. So um, we're giving away uh, the in this our stocking stuffer promotion here all kinds of prizes pretty much every day on our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.freetalklive.com. All you got to do is go over there and like it and uh, keep an eye on the page. Uh, I think if you like it, that our little feed shows up on your news feed and on Facebook. Is that right? Probably. So uh, it's facebook.freetalklive.com. Different prizes that we're giving away are the Tota Sacks, two packs, uh, Vapor Smiths, uh, vaporizers, uh, a free you know package of them uh liberty stickers five packs ruger bx25 magazines copies of uh, the movie guns and weed copies of the movie yearly and as a matter of fact we gave away uh what uh, it was seamus's booty by um it, the, the hunt for seamus's booty by taryn lupo um which is a uh, sort of a teen book and another one that uh, we're, we're giving away is duopoly it's a uh, Duopoly presents the history of the electoral system in the United States and exposes the very real barriers faced by potential independent and third-party political candidates. It's uh, written by Daryl Perry. Um, and, you know, I've been – he's talked about this book in the past and I've been interested in it because it sounds like he really researched it quite well. You can win a copy of it. He's going to be giving it away this evening. All you got to do is go to facebook.freetalklive.com, like the page, and you can win a copy of Duopoly. And he's going to be actually giving it away uh, on the page because you can post there at, free t- at the uh, the Facebook page. It's facebook.freetalklive.com. All right. Toll-free number. <laughs> Are you all right, buddy? Is that crepe go down the wrong tube? <laughs> no, it's still kind of getting over being sick. 855-453, uh, the number. Let's talk to Robert listening on XM. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live listening on America's Talk. Hello there. How y'all doing? What's oh. on your mind, Robert? Uh, well, I was wondering, hey, uh, I just, well, I'm, I guess I'm listening to you, the first hour of your show right now on, on uh, XM. Yes, sir. And y'all said something about in the 80s, there was nothing good about the 80s. I got to disagree. The fashion? Okay, go ahead. Tell us what. The music. I love the music. The hair bands, you yeah. know, Molly, Guns N' Roses, all of them. REO Speedwagon? Yes, I did like yeah. them. <laughs> yep. Well, if I said that I love you, I meant that I love you forever. And, you know, I, I really do like a lot of the music that came out of the 80s. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of the 80s uh, stations are still quite popular. 
Yeah, I I have to agree. You taking it back, Mark? You taking uh, back what you said? The, the fashion is what I was referring to, and there's uh, really not much as far as fashion that came out. But I, you know, I would not disagree. I like a lot of the music that came out of the eighties. Eighties music is kind of cheesy, don't you think? I, well, if it's what you grew up on, look, it's as cheesy as a fashion. At least from now, you're going to like the music that you liked at, at some point, and essentially, yeah, you're going to kind of uh, at some point or another, music's new music's not going to be as important to you as it was. I don't know if that's happened to, for, to you or not, but uh, you know, at, at some point. I stopped caring what new music sounded like, and I just liked whatever music I liked, and it stopped somewhere in the 90s. Um, the same exact way. Yep. Very good, Robert. Uh, Robert, how old are you, may I ask? 43. 43. So about uh, your contemporary, Mark? Yeah, I'm, he's uh, three years older than I am. There you go. Robert, anything else you want to comment on? No, sir. That's it. I just love y'all's show. Thanks, Thanks for the man. call, man. appreciate uh, hearing from you. By the way, uh, the XM radio audience We'll be having a modification on America's Talk coming up on uh, Monday. So Free Talk Live will be missing our first hour, unfortunately. So we'll be only on from 10 to midnight Eastern time. On so America's they won't be Talk. able to call at all um, because he called in. Thinking They'll have to call during our live hours. If they, if you're listening on XM, you'll have to call during live hours. Too. Oh, that's a bummer for us. Get on. Uh, you know, because it was uh, you know, this time he was calling in about the first hour right. what he heard. But he was hearing it right now. So yeah. he was calling in. His experience was listening live and then, you know, he... He probably, you know, was listening to his radio and then hearing us talk and, and had You'll a You'll still get Free experience. Talk Live on Extreme Talk on XM live on Saturday and yep. Sunday, though, so that hasn't changed either. They're bringing a new show in, and the other show that's before us is also getting cut back an hour, so they're basically cutting two Just shows back by an hour one in there. to wedge another two-hour show in. Yep. So that's what they're doing. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yep. 855-450-FREE, and one of the reasons why Free Talk Live is on over 100 radio stations is because we're cool with that. I mean... Obviously, I'd rather be on all three hours. And but, live. Yeah, and live. But when a program director comes to me and says, you know, Ian, we've got to do this, I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the way we handle our advertisers. That's the way we handle our, hopefully, um, our program directors and hopefully our listeners to some extent, is we try to be what we can be for you as opposed to, um, yo, all we ask is three hours a day and I'm going to jam my political philosophy down your throat. You know, yeah. whatever. What all we want to jam down your throat is peace, liberty and, uh, you know, personal responsibility. That sounds wrong. It doesn't take long you don't have to listen to a full three hours of FTL to know that it's different than most talk shows. Oh, no doubt. So yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty apparent. I think fairly quickly to folks. One eight five five four fifty free. That's the toll free number. Hey, let's go back to that topic we were discussing in the first hour. That is the uh, the e cigarettes. Yep. Uh, Boston Health Board has passed public health commission. A, uh, passed a total ban in all workplaces, even outdoors at yep. a restaurant patio. Restaurant patios. It says it's uh, it's simply closing a loophole by treating e cigarettes like tobacco products. But since e-cigarettes do not contain any tobacco and do not generate smoke, that is a puzzling way to characterize the decision. Mm -hmm. The official justification for banning smoking in workplaces is to protect employees and other bystanders from toxins and carcinogens generated when tobacco is burned. Leaving aside the questions of exactly how dangerous secondhand smoke really is and whether the government has any business regulating it on private property. Not that dangerous. No, they don't. But in the absence of evidence that e-cigarettes are a hazard to other people, what possible justification is there for treating them the same way as conventional cigarettes? I mean, they look like cigarettes. But surely that superficial resemblance is not enough for a scientifically grounded agency like the Boston Public Health Commission. <laughs> is there a tongue in that cheek? Yeah, okay. or maybe it is. This is from Reason.com. Yeah. Yeah. Here is the, uh, the best the commission can do by way of justification. 
The FDA found through laboratory testing that e-cigarettes contain toxic chemicals and carcinogens. What toxic chemicals? The only one the commission mentions is nicotine, which is not toxic at the levels ingested by e-cigarette users, let alone the infant. I mean, that's the purpose of ingesting it, right? (laughs) And when you're blowing out the vapor, it's different than sucking it in, right? I mean, there's far less nicotine in it. That's the purpose. You suck it in so you get the nicotine out of it. Right. And I assume that using uh, the nicotine, the nicotine gum or the... Patches is fine in workplaces. It is. Right. Um, you know, there's... It's not uh, obvious what's, what you're doing. I mean, right. this, is, this is about how you look. Yep. If you're struggling with nicotine addiction, you need to keep that under wraps. That is not for <laughs> yeah. the workplace. Right. Like, well, I don't know that anybody... Some people aren't struggling with it. I mean, they're happy with their nicotine addiction, and life's going along just swimming. Right, and, and introducing an e-cigarette into your life can make life happier. Right. I mean, yeah. Because you don't have to go outside in the cold and deal with all the other crap. In most places, right. Boston now accepted... Uh, because now Boston's going to make you do that crap. I wonder if you would get any kind of uh, discernible amount. If you were stuck in a 10 by 10 room with a person who was constantly using an e-cigarette, uh, inhaling and exhaling that e-cigarette, if you would get any discernible amount it. of nicotine in your, uh, if you would inhale it. I don't think you I would. I really don't think you would. No way. I mean, and this is a, a ludicrous situation where you're stuck in the same room with a person all day long. Yeah. One eight five five four fifty three. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And if you've never been around somebody with an e-cigarette before, it may be hard to envision or imagine what we're talking but about. It's not smoke. If you were if you were using your e-cigarette right now, Mark, I wouldn't be able to smell it all the way across this table. Nope. It's free talk live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Toll-free number is one 450 free Are you someone who thinks that the e-cigarette should be banned? That it should be prohibited from uh, use at a restaurant or a workplace or an outside patio? Because that's what's happening in Boston right now. 855-450-FREE is the number. Now, if you uh, want to get the hell out of places like Boston, I'd recommend you consider New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, if you love liberty. If you understand what freedom means, and that is that even if you don't want to use an e-cigarette or even if you don't smoke, that you respect other people's rights to do with themselves and their lives as they please, so long as they aren't hurting other human beings. Uh, You know, you have to understand that you have to allow other people to be free in order to be free yourself. If you get what liberty means, if you're on board with the idea of freedom, then go to freestateproject.org and learn more about the Free State Project. It's why the three of us are here. Allie, you moved up from Alabama just a few months ago. Yes, I did. How's it been going so far? It's been going really well. I really like it. Very I've been get, being more active, and I love my job, and I love the people that I see every day. So It's like you're moving into – I don't – I'm going to see if you experienced this. Was Did it feel like you moved into like a whole new family of, uh, of people? Yeah. Uh, I, I like what people – people call it the our voluntary family, and I really like that because, you know, and uh, – your biological family isn't really chosen. Everyone's sort of just 
especially the children. They just sort of grew up and these are my parents and this is the structure and I do what they say. And I think they're kind of crazy sometimes. I don't agree with everything they say, but they're my family. So I have to accept them. And it's just kind of nice because when you go somewhere, you know, away from your family and I miss, I miss my family so much, but at the same time, it's really great to be around people and be able to choose, pick and choose who I'm, around, who I'm around all the time instead of, oh, I grew up in this place, so I'm hanging out with the same people that I've been hanging out with. And I'm just selective about who I hang out with anyway. I wasn't Auburn, too. But now I only have to associate with people that I really want to associate with. Yeah, and they're great folks. I mean, you can meet some of these uh, people uh, if you come to the Liberty Forum, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. It's happening February 23rd through the 26th. Basically, it's one of the largest liberty gatherings in the world. It's a hotel kind of convention, panel discussions, speeches, banquet dinners, lunching, uh, luncheons. You get together with other like-minded people all in the same hotel, hundreds of them, and special guest speakers. We mentioned Peter Schiff earlier tonight. Uh, he's going to be the Friday night keynote speaker. And I don't know if I mentioned this yesterday or not. I said I was going to, but I don't recall if I did. I got word from Chris Lawless, who's the organizer of the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. They are expanding the early bird discount through Sunday. Now, I don't know what time Sunday it's going to end. So if I were you, I'd be real safe and make sure you get in by Saturday. They get the early bird discount under 200 bucks for the entire weekend. Now, hotels on top of that. You know, whatever your travel costs are, that's on top of that. But for the actual convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you'll be able to get into everything, the dinners, all of that stuff for under $200. Plus, if you use our discount code FTL2012, you're saving an extra 10%. So, so you knock another 20 bucks. Yeah, and knock another 20 bucks right out there. Now, that's, again, if you get in before the early bird discount ends, which is going to be sometime this weekend, probably on Sunday. Uh, so hop on in there. Our discount code will still work. If you've got, you got to drag your feet for some reason, you can't convince you know somebody to come. It's going to take you another week or whatever to get on board. The discount code Buy will still be good. Buy their ticket now anyway, and if they don't want to come, just bring somebody else. FTL2012 is a discount code. Head on over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be, I have a feeling, the biggest liberty forum thus far uh because last year there wasn't one in 2010 they're always epic i mean it's always been great no I, doubt i could not believe what i saw when i saw the drum circle in, in the, the hotel the rotunda wow. in the hotel um you know in this at, fancy hotel two o'clock right? in the morning or whatever what? it was i mean that yeah. was just crazy getting to see all the speakers uh you know it was uh, jim babka was there uh, well, i love Freedom. how people just drink openly in the uh, the hotel lobby and even though that's completely against uh the alcohol commission rules carrying guns <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't recommend that uh, generally. But well, it depends on how much you. I mean, if you're sipping right. on a beer and you have one beer, it's you this know, is that true. Doesn't you, mean if you know how to control your alcohol intake. Then yes, that's that's okay. I, I read a blog post one time of somebody uh, tripping on acid while uh, running down the halls with a with a gun. Maybe not a great idea, but yeah, the proof is that nothing good. happened. Oh, you mean that happened at the, the Liberty Forum? Uh, I, I didn't hear anything about running down a hallway. Well, I, I just running. heard that somebody was tripping and they had a gun. Yes, that's all. Uh, I can tell you the times I've been tripping, uh, there have never, ever been any possibility that violence ever could have entered into that scene for me. 
period. Well, tripping has that uh, kind of stigma that some people would certainly believe that that would, could be the case. one 450 freeze the number. So get on over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You'll be able to meet uh, folks. Uh, I know that we're going to be there. Allie, I don't know if you're planning on going. I do want to go. Excellent. So uh, Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live from the event. We'll look forward to seeing you there, and you'll get to meet hundreds of other interesting, fun people that I think you will find it well worth your while and the very relatively small amount of money that it costs compared to most conventions. So we've been talking, we've been talking about Boston and this uh, this ban by the Public Health Commission on e-cigarettes. E-cigarettes being banned in the workplace. Uh, you can't even use them now, apparently, on a patio at a restaurant. That's right. I mean, it's just crazy. But there's more to the story. Mark, you shared something from Reason, and they were just kind of riffing on the the news. But here's the news piece from the Boston Globe because there's more to this. The Boston Public Health Commission also prohibited the sale of individual cigars. So okay. they so they don't want people rolling blunts. Which health officials say, no, 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 cigars. Yes. Blunt wraps are just a, a – well, I guess we, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you can buy Before a, there were blunt wraps. Like cigars were, being like the cigarillos that kids are always buying? Exactly. They say they become an attractive option for teenagers looking for a less expensive alternative to cigarettes <laughs> called cigarillos and often marketed in flavors such as pink berry. They sell for as little as 50 cents each compared with an average of $7.19 for a pack of cigarettes. That is crazy. Those things – People love those things. And cigarettes supposedly have, uh, th- this is what I've heard, I can't find any kind of evidence to, to back this up or, or anything, you know, because, I mean, the tobacco companies aren't going to let you know this, but cigarettes apparently have, uh, their tobaccos treated, uh, you know, much more than sort of cigar tobacco. So it has more carcinogens in it, as I understand it. Well, also, that's what you need to make blunts, so. Yes. It's about- A cigarillo? Well, a lot of times, like, the, the wraps that you get will come in as cigarillos, and you take out the inside. Okay, I want you to try to imagine for a second, Ian. Do you think that they just started selling blunt wraps? No, I know that. People- I know what you're saying. You're saying that uh, before blunt wraps, they had cigars, and people would just you know take out the tobacco and then roll pot in it. Yes, yeah. yes, they would. So what they're doing now is they're banning them completely. Now, not the, necessarily the wraps, but they're banning the individual cigars, cigarillos, you will not be able to buy them in Boston, according to this story over at the Boston Globe. No, it said singles. You can probably buy oh, packs. Oh, you can buy a pack of them. Gotcha. So, Margaret Reed. Now, get this. You want to talk about hubris? Yeah. By Here's- the way, this this is just driving driving people, banning the e-cigarette and banning the cigarillos is just driving people into the arms of big tobacco. Right. Exactly. They want people to go for uh, people will come in, you know, uh, where I work and they'll you know, we sell cigarettes and we sell cigarillos. And a lot of people will sort of, oh, do I want a cigarillo or do I want to buy a pack of cigarettes? And they'll go for the cigarillo because it's cheaper. They can just get one or they two. They just want or one. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So here's what's uh, what's happening. Margaret Reed, who is the overseer of the commission's tobacco control program, said in an interview after the vote. A whole generation is not going to start using tobacco and nicotine products. She's pretty sure of herself, huh? Like, she believes that by doing these, you know, passing these laws and really? these restrictions, Margaret Reed believes that by passing laws, that she's going to save an entire generation from smoking. Yeah, that's just ludicrous. She's got a magic wand, I guess. Right. I mean, this is what they believe about their system and these uh, the government laws that they're magic. Oh, we'll just we'll just outlaw them. But and if, if she's the wrong, problem. she doesn't lose anything. Right. 
She's, I mean, there's nothing, you know, she's still going to get her big, fat government pension. Margaret, I'll tell you what, if you fail by the time you leave office and, you know, whatever year it is you leave office, I want you to pay back every penny that the people of Boston paid you and you get no pension. Margaret says cheap cigars aren't going to be cheap anymore and unregulated nicotine products won't be sold to kids. Yeah, right, lady. More coming up here, 855-453. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll free even in these remaining moments. There's still enough time for you and your thoughts at 855 450 free. 1 855 450 3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to the website, freetalklive.com. Get interactive there, and you can help support Free Talk Live by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find links to Amazon, both uh, Amazons actually for different countries, uh, including U.S., Canada. We've got Germany. We've got the U.K. I don't think anyone's ever bought anything in Germany, though. Uh, but they're there for it. If you want to go and click into those, you can go to shop.freetalklive.com and order whatever it is that you want to get or whatever it is you need to get because Amazon sure does have a lot of great products at great prices. Just start your shopping over at shop.freetalklive.com and Free Talk Live will get a cut of the sale. We've been talking about bitcoins a lot here on uh, free talk live and but for some folks obtaining them has been tricky until now crypto exchange is the fastest and safest way to buy and sell your bitcoins they also offer a complete bullion store so you can buy gold and silver privately with bitcoin if you're totally clueless about the bitcoin currency they've got 24-hour customer service just visit their site and click on the live support link at the top See the Crypto Exchange banner posted at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. That's the best way to get there. It's Crypto Exchange's banner at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Okay, 855-450-FREE. We go to your phone calls here. Uh, there's more to know about the Boston cigarette, or excuse me, cigarillo ban uh, here in a moment. But first, Kelvin's on the line in Colorado on the amp lines. Hey, Kelvin. Hey, hi, friends. What's going on? What's hey, on your mind, Kelvin? Hey, I was uh, wondering after my uh, call the other night uh, about how many people are actually are listening to uh, Free Talk Live in one form or another on the various nights of the week. Like I, the, I would love to be able week. to tell you the answer to that question. Right. Well, the, the more specific you get, the less specific I can get um, is really the answer <laughs> to that. <laughs> well, you have to count all the people listening to the podcast the next day or are you just talking about live listeners. Are you talking about live? Uh, no, just all... Like, when you go to sell uh, advertising, I'm sure you got to tell them how many people listen or hear the show, right? Or... The remarkable thing is, no, I don't. <laughs> but, uh... Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, really? you know, I, I, well, you know, no, I don't. I mean, I, I, I just make a poke at it, and I say, look, you know, we're on two XM channels, more than 100 radio stations. All these are true statements that I can quantify. Uh, we get what, six, uh, between six and 7,000, closer to the 7,000 side, downloads of uh, 
of the podcast on a daily basis. I just went and uh, did the numbers yesterday or the day before, so I know that this is true. Um, so Which is basically like being on a big old radio station yeah, in a big market. 200,000 downloads per month um, is what uh, we average out at, and that's a, it, it's a, it's a big, uh, big number. I would say, but you can't quote me, I don't know, 100,000 people maybe per, per week? week. In a week that 100,000 people hear the show in, some, in one form or another. So there's no way to guess, like at any one time. Roughly, no, it's impossible. Like I mean, that. think about it. Okay. I mean, how 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 could you? I mean, there are some stations and some markets that have the ability to garner ratings, but even those are, you know, the the company that does the radio ratings is called Arbitron. If that doesn't tell you something about <laughs> the arbitrary. arbitrariness of uh, their system, well, the PPM I think is a pretty good rating. It's a better system. system than before, but it's still a sample, and there's samples can be skewed, right. and there's XM problems. doesn't have ratings, and we're on XM, and but their but their listenership. Is is large, um, you know, I mean, so that makes it tough. It's- and every radio station, you know, at any moment, anybody could be punching in and punching out. You know, you got the pizza delivery dude coming in out of his car, some guy getting in his car at the airport. There's no way to quantify how many people could be listening to the radio. Obviously, what we can quantify, as you said, Mark, is podcast listeners and stream streamies. Yeah. But even then, we still can't quantify streamies because some restream us. Uh, there are some internet uh, hosts, basically, that are internet uh, audio providers that r- essentially take our stream and and rebroadcast it. So we don't have any idea how many stream listeners they have, uh, and we don't have any idea how many people are rebroadcasting the podcast either. Uh, plus, you factor in, uh, you know, like you mentioned, XM Satellite. We've also got Free to Air. Who knows how many people are pulling our signal from there? <laughs> the, the, the dozens, there the handful be, of people. There could be five. There could be five thousand. I mean, uh, we don't know. The signal's available across all of North America. It's not very popular in uh, in America, you know, in the United States, but it is certainly popular amongst uh, folks that are looking for foreign international programming. Which we're not. That's where you can get. Well, but that's but people come across the show either way uh, in those instances. It's also available to uh, to people that are looking for Christian programming. There's a lot of that Which stuff up on free to air, uh, but that means that people are coming. But people come across the show, Mark, in the they same do. way that they come across the show right. on uh, broadcast radio. Foreign people and Christians all over America. Well, I wouldn't say the message of liberty is horrifying at all, but uh, nonetheless, my point being, we have so many different delivery methods for the show. It's impossible to calculate how many people are listening. Okay. Well, I I knew it would be really difficult, but I, I figured in today's world there would be uh, companies that, that, you know, made their living off of providing reasonably accurate estimates so that you could, when you went to sell <laughs> advertising, you could say, well, we have an approximately, you know, 50,000 people listening in one way or another at any time or what have you. But, I can okay, tell you so that's a good explanation. We're big enough that, uh, you know, larger companies like, you know, Nestle's Nestle. Home Depot, um, you know, Amerigas, uh, we just had Bill Cosby's uh, book advertised on the show. We've, you know, we've got some some I mean, agencies are willing to take a chance on us, and basically it's because of rate. Well, they're buying us in bulk, too, with other shows, aren't they? Absolutely. That's right. how agencies work. It's not yeah. in bulk, necessarily. The Bill Cosby show wasn't bought in bulk. It was okay. just we were bought as an, an agency buy. They I combine see. us with other So folks. Bill doesn't know who we are, and he didn't make the buy, uh, not that I know of, no. I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't come by and had any of my pudding pop. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's all I could think of. He used to, sell, used to sell pudding pops. You know who Bill Cosby is, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the picture pages when you were growing up? Did they have no. that? No. Oh, okay. I don't know what that picture is. pages, picture you pages. You know picture pages. Picture pages. Wow. Lots of fun with pens and pencils. Close. That's close. Is it, what, are the notes are you off? You sing more when I'm on. <laughs> is that so? Trying to impress So, Kelvin, you. you had something else, yes? Uh, yeah, and this is. 
you know, kind of petty, but just an observation. Uh, and I'm planning to come to Liberty Forum and oh, hope great. to meet all you guys and everything. Uh, and i got to get signed up soon to get the good deal. But uh, I noticed on the schedule, uh, I'm checking it out, and it's, you know, advertised as Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But Thursday's only from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., and it's a welcome reception. So yeah, pretty I don't much. know that's completely legit to say that it's on Thursday, too. But it doesn't matter to me. I'd well, this, the, as far as I'm concerned, the party starts Thursday night, man. Yeah, well, for us, it's going to be a blast on Thursday. We're going to be people... there. Th- we were there last time on Thursday night. Yep. And, uh, and you get a lot, You get more FaceTime with the the guests that are there. Um, so if you're one of the few people that show up on you know the, the reception time on Thursday and you spend your money for the hotel room or whatever, because you're probably not spending really any money for the, um, for the Liberty Forum at that point, but you spend your money on the hotel room for that additional night, you're going to get more fo- FaceTime with the, the the folks that are the, the luminaries, if there are such things. Also, let me <laughs> caution you here. Uh, the schedule is, is, as it says, at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, tentative, subject to change. And I can tell you that right now, I mean, it's empty. Uh, basically, the ballroom, A, amphitheater, they, they list the locations, but they don't tell you what's actually happening there. The only things that are listed right now are the keynote speakers at night and lunch times and opening ceremony. That's it. So there's nothing on this schedule. And if you look on Thursday, there's some green blocks there that don't have anything in them. And I think what you're going to see there eventually is that I think there's going to be a gun shoot and there's going to also be a state house tour as yeah. well. So there are activities happening on Thursday. Uh, just as a as a heads up, so it's not just the clo- the opening party or the welcome reception, right? And I remember uh, F. Paul Wilson was there a couple of years ago. He was holding court um, on Thursday evening. People were all crowded around him. Mm-hmm. He was just out in the lobby of the uh, the hotel, and people w- loved talking to him. He's a you know relatively famous author. Uh, David Friedman was there early on a on a Thursday, and 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 you know was just talking to everybody and having a good time. The uh, you're right, Mark. It's it's a little more intimate Thursday night because not everybody's shown up yet for whatever various reasons. You can't get off work until whenever. I mean, sure. for what reason? More people are going to show up on Friday, so it's and a little more, more on Saturday, <laughs> right? So it's a little more intimate, and that means you'll be able to get to know some people better, especially if it's your first time. And Kelvin, this is going to be your first Liberty Forum, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, so if it's your first time, I highly recommend. I mean, whether it's your first time or not, I highly recommend making that extra night if you can and getting getting there on Thursday. That way, you can arrive. You know, whatever time your plane comes in, or whatever time you arrive in Manchester, or excuse me, it's in Nashua, but the, the airport's in Manchester. But uh, the events in Nashua. So, whatever time you get in, you can kind of take your time. You can get settled in. You don't have to worry about you know bustling and rushing. Whereas if you're showing up early Friday morning to try to you know crack into the opening ceremony, you're just gonna be rushing in. And you're not going to have a chance to meet anybody. It, it seems to me that the best way to attend this event would be to to attend as much of it as possible, and that includes what's happening Thursday. Okay, heck, it might be worth it to come a day early then. Actually, uh, it never hurts. I mean, the, the more time you can spend yeah. in New Hampshire, the better. I mean, if you're a day early, then you've got time to kind of tool around the state a little bit yeah. and, and see the sights. And uh, Kelvin, yeah, thanks for the call, man. We'll see you at the Liberty would, Forum, and I appreciate hearing from you. We're out of time for tonight. And uh, again, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. The schedule doesn't have anything on it yet, so don't make any decisions about the schedule at this point. It's still early bird pricing. You can still snag that early bird price through most of the weekend. Uh, so don't miss out and use our discount code FTL2012 to save 10%. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. 
Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.